PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. And there is only one thing we say to death. Bastard! Douchebag! Twat! Dickhead! Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? I had a wild couple of weeks of work up here. Hopefully, a bunch of new projects are coming my way. But when I managed to get home, I didn't make time to watch a bunch of stuff. Some of it, I actually enjoyed. Season 3 of Slasher hit Netflix recently, and I watched that over a couple of days. Story-wise, it's the best season, with some seriously graphic kills. The series is only getting better with each season, and I'm hoping it continues, but you never know with these things. Season 3 was a fun little whodunit with lots of twists and turns and squishy surprises. If you want something campy and melodramatic and ultra-violent, this is the binge watch for you. Only 8 episodes. I also rented the direct-to-video Scott Atkins revenge movie, Avengement. This is a lot of fun. Lots of fights, lots of vengeance, lots of grimacing. Atkins is learning how to act, and I'm really liking where his career is going. Hoping this one gets by the paywall soon. More people should see it for sure. I'm gonna try and make John Wick 3 later today, but I have a bunch of stuff I have to get done. So, we'll see. Stay cool, Billy D. All the Radio show. Everybody likes it. Listen to shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo What is up, everyone? It's episode 334 of Cinema Crespo So I'm your host, Chris Crespo. Chilling in the Crespo DSO studio. It is your weather update. Current weather level is red hot. Red hot is your weather level. Abandon your psyches. Ladies and gentlemen, Drew Sikogman is here. How you doing, Drew? What's up, dude? How's your psyche doing? It's doing all right. Is it burning? No. Is it swel- sweltering? Nope. Is it smoldering? Uh-uh. You do walk over here, don't you? Yes. You don't find that excruciating? It's not that bad. Are you wearing jeans? Khakis? Goodness gracious, Drew Sikogman. It's 115 degrees outside and you're mm-hmm. wearing long pants. Yes. You're a madman. Correct. You're wild. Mm-hmm. That's why we appreciate you. And? Because that makes you a martyr in our modern society. You're willing to burn for others' sins. And uh, not, it's, it's similar how... I'm, I'm, I'm burning for my sins, not for yours. I go see, this, this has got nothing to do with you, bud. I go see stuff like Godzilla for the people. You, you wear long pants you, for the people. You are nowhere near that important. They're, they're extremely... Uh, these things are extremely compatible and similar. No, they're not. They are. I'm just saying. When they make the the Mount Rushmore of Maitland, Florida. You and I will be nowhere near. We will be there to uh, sweep up the dust as they, be- you know, put the real faces up. There, in the, there's no mountain in Maitland to, in which it's to a man-made put mountain these in Chicago. It's a man-made on. mountain where there will it's be a golf course. Flat. It'll have a it's mini golf all, course on top all, of it. All we have is sinkholes and then flat. Man-made. It's, it looks like a Congo Rapids. Ladies and gentlemen, returning guest host of our, of Orlando's number one potato podcast <laughs> it's Ross McCoy himself tots with Ross tots how you doing buddy hey guys I'm doing good thanks for having me on. thanks for having uh, a time to, to come and hang out with us you're back in the podcasting game ever you were one of the mm-hmm. Orlando OGs this guy it's been I've been at it for a while yeah Som- true. Somacow 
SoMaCal, I mean... Got, uh, got a SoMaCal sticker back there. What did that say? Uh, the greatest internet talk show... Internet radio talk show ever. I was going to say damn good radio or something like that. But yeah, that was it. No, it, <laughs> says, it says the greatest ever that, is what it says. That's pre-podcast. It was still called internet radio. Because people didn't know what podcast it was back then. <laughs> and then a lot of people know me from my uh, calls to the hideout. Yes. Yes, the most famous uh, radio uh, participation you had, The Hideout. God, I loved The Hideout. It was a great show to cook dinner and listen to and call and make bad jokes. The, the, the Hideout was fun. That was 2005, 2006, right? I guess it would have to I, be I think something so. like that. And yeah. then SBK was 2000. No, because then it went uh, Buckethead and then SBK for nights. <laughs> I, I, they put Buckethead in mid-days. I know all that happened, but I can't remember the I can't, order I can't at this remember point. Either yeah. anymore. It's been it's, so long. It's foggy now. It's foggy now. It was so important at one time, but now it's so was foggy. It? it was so yeah. crazy. It was everything. <laughs> it was over a decade ago, and it was everything. Now it's like, who, someone shot someone's dog, and I don't know. All the shows got shuffled up. It was ridiculous. Next thing I know, I'm hanging out with Kevin in the parking lot, smoking joints. It was pretty what? cool. Uh, the Fridays, Friday after the show's on Fridays. My 30th birthday. Man, those are good times. My 30th birthday, I got hammer drunk, and yeah. I called SBK, and I was like, let, let me come up there and smoke weed with you, SBK. <laughs> and he was like, no, sir, you cannot. Oh, man. <laughs> I would get fired. That's why you don't ask. You just show up and correct, do it. Correct, yeah, correct. just show up like, I got yeah. this, and he says, all right, let's go downstairs. I was a yeah. rookie. I was a rookie then. Oh, good times back in the day. Now it's totally different. Not only does everyone know where the podcast is, but the old joke, everyone has one, well, they, which isn't they, true they, because... I've been trying to get Drew to do one for a while, and he won't do it. Fuck that. <laughs> he refuses. There are still plenty Work. of people out there who don't know what a podcast is. It, mm. is. it is surprising. As many people as do have them. That's true. Um, yeah. But we're getting there, though. It's, mm-hmm. getting, it's getting to the point where it's like, come on. And we got now Tots with Russ. Mm-hmm. We're on episode three. Yes, actually, by the time this show that you're listening to is out, uh, I think the fourth one will be out with uh, Sam from San Antics nice. and uh, Chris Angel, not the magician, but from uh, the Space Coast involved in the space industry. Nice. And that one is fucking hilarious. Really? Do they actually have uh, actual Orlando stories? Yeah, like crazy. Sam's from Taft, so we get a lot of Taft stuff. And mm-hmm. then uh, one of my, if not my favorite story in the whole show to date about this herd of inbred goats man it is an amazing <laughs> tale All and right. like and there's a lot my show i bring out a lot of good stories of, of a lot of people but this one has the perfect button ending like just the perfect really little, it's wow, amazing it, it, it makes me so happy that's yeah. exciting it's a good job all right, awesome. Tots are Ross. People, check that out. Uh, I know also you have something to plug coming up soon, which we'll talk about in a second. Then you just do the the seventh anniversary uh, shit sandwich. <laughs> last night. That was just last I'm night, right? still hungover from it. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, so that means it went well, then. It was great. It was amazing. We had a great... And with like so much stuff going on, Pitbull was in town doing a free concert yeah, last night. Yeah, and like there was a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. So a bunch of people came out. A great crowd. That's awesome. Very appreciative. We had... Uh, our whole lineup was great. A bunch of, Everybody got to do extended sets which is always fun and i think we did like a solid two hours and then uh you know we ended with the traditional toast to matt and a spontaneous singing of uh hold on for one more day happened it was pretty (laughs) it was pretty amazing anytime a spontaneous sing-along happens Mm -hmm. like you know the vibe is right in a room Mm -hmm. you know unless it's like uh, some sort of fascist uh type of chanting song Mm -hmm. in which case like whoa (laughs) this got bad quick correct but every other instance it's like yes this is great we're all singing and having a good time and we're feeling that's awesome man i'm glad to hear that that's going well um, okay, well, I'm glad that we caught up. I'm glad that you're here. We'll talk yeah. a little bit more in the second half about sure. what you got going on. But we do have a lot of movies. It's the summer. Dude, they're cranking stuff out. I know. Right? I'm excited. It's on a weekly basis. Uh, this weekend. Last we, summer was kind of lame. This summer, it seems like they stepped their game up. Last year, it did end up being weak. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so it was one of those off years. It happens every few years. Yeah. It's just like, oh, 
even looks on paper, it's like, yeah, this is promising. And then, eh, you get a Mission Impossible, and like, that's it, really. Yeah. Right? Uh, and then, like, an Infinity War, but it's like, yeah, we're waiting for the end game. Sure. Okay, so uh, starting in theaters, we saw Rocket Man. Correct. Elton John. Mm-hmm. Are, you a, are you guys Elton John fans? Not an Elton John fan, and also not like a biopic fan. Like, don't not. I don't biopic you know. music. Biopic is there oh, a distinction at all there for you? Yes, or? I would do it without the music. Just by the a thousand music, fold. You'll, you'll still rather do okay. And Jerry's <laughs> already on the record as being against musicals. Okay, I am against musicals. And correct. so this is Rocket Man is for all its splendor and color and like magical realism touches here and there the spectacle despite the spectacle it is still beat for beat the same music biopic story right all yeah. the beats are still there yep. the 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 discovery the rise mm-hmm. the uh, the first relationship that the goes fall. bad the fall the drugs mm-hmm. the the redemption it's all the same guy mm-hmm. thing bracketed by some sort of narrative device um and a lot of fancy glasses yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> and shoes. By the end, I was like, for sure, these guys. The shoes are cool. Oh. I've never been a big shoe guy though, but I, for some reason, the glasses were like, wow, what a display of of glass machismo. It's fantastic. I want to see the credits. I've never been excited to see the credits for an optometrist in a movie before. It writes uh, the uh, uh, Mister Edgerton's uh, eyeglass stylist, <laughs> and it's like ten people. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 beats are all the same, and then this one is a musical. Okay, so uh, people, of sorts, of sorts, jukebox musical, right? So it remind it, it reminds me of like, uh, I mean, obviously not as good as like you know the wall and the song remains the same, but still where there's it's like a rock of ages type of exactly where where, where there's like this narrative drama that is going on and it just it, it just feels like a really long music video. Yes, because you know? then they break out into song and dance, but but like, that that, uh, that help moves. That help moves the story forward, though somehow. Well, yeah, because it's a musical, so the 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 songs they find ways to frame the songs to be telling the story. So it's a song about fatherhood. So it's him explaining about how he had a bad relationship with his dad. Then it breaks into the song, but it's not just a straight up version of the song, right? It's a, a child version of Elton John that he sees that he's playing a tiny piano and he's singing it, and that, but then grown up Elton John, it's it's a, you know the magical realism of it is what keeps it interesting and on its toes, and. It's hard not to compare it to another very recent music biopic about a gay British rock star from the 60s and 70s <laughs> who helped change the world musically. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Bohemian uh-huh. Rhapsody and this are like, how can you not compare it to Here's the difference. Freddie Mercury had perfect eyesight. Twenty <laughs> twenty vision. They both had terrible teeth. Yeah. Mercury lost, still loses that battle. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he did have a great, great vision. Um, it, it's hard not to compare the two movies. And I would say I'm a bigger Queen fan. So watching Queen. How could you not be? I, no, seriously. I'm, I'm sure there are people who would prefer Elton John, but I've always been a bigger Queen fan. What Highlander movie did Elton John write the theme song yeah, for? Seriously. I mean, I mean, we do I, have. I uh, mean, he did do the Circle of Life. Circle of Life. I was about to say. Fucking Lion King. Come on. That, we, we're going to get that, that again. Yeah, so we just, is, no, but so we're about to get. Get that all over again. And then I'm surprised they didn't do a Candle in the Wind reference at yeah. some point in this. The story just didn't get that far. Yeah. I mean, that own John has definitely made his, his mark. And to be fair, there are... If they had... I don't know. If they had 10 Elton John songs in this movie, five of them, I'm like, I like these songs. No. Of the other five, two of them, I'm like, Ooh, I do not. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is him? Oh, I, I've never liked this song. It's another mm-hmm. one of those things where I'm like, oh, he did all these? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Queen more, but I think Walking Out, I like Rocket Man more than Bohemian Rhapsody because hmm. it's more inventive. It's also more honest. 
about the character sexuality where I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody weirdly like kind of put it to the side for a while also tied his downfall into his opening up of, of his uh, male sexuality his gay sexuality which then tie, you know it was weird to like tie oh he's getting worse and he's also getting gayer like what, what is that <laughs> you know Elton John in this movie he's just gay the whole time yeah pretty much and then it's just like we're just gonna deal with it as we dealt with it yeah. and at the time and it just felt more honest you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, did you ever even see Bohemian Rhapsody no. have you seen that one I will never see either of these films okay well then I'll go ahead and let you know spoiler alert Elton John is fine he lives <laughs> He doesn't die at the end. And How's he, Freddy? Uh, oh. Ooh. So about that. <laughs> about that. Uh, <laughs> hates. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I feel like it's, it's Rocketman's a better movie, but at the Hold on. At, I, at the I got to call Easy and tell him this news about Freddy. I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll just give you one second. So about that. Easy. Oh, boy. <laughs> about that. Did you see Straight Out of the Compton? <laughs> I didn't, no. That is a music biopic. Of so, yeah. That it's one I would really, watch. It's, it's that not, one I would watch. It's not I was a musical, in though. Not a musical. Sure. So it's more like Bohemian Rhapsody than it is Rocket Man. Right. Um, it still has the same story beats, well, yeah. but it's just, again, now it's in the hip-hop mm-hmm. Compton LA world. Uh, of all, okay, now we're throwing that in because that's another recent successful music biopic. Sure, why not? Between Straight Outta Compton, Rocketman, Rocket Man, by far. By far. <laughs> and, uh, it's F. Gary Gray is a better director. The story is more interesting and uh, it's more relevant with the whole, you know, civil Everything. rights, blah, 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 racism, America sucks, all that stuff. Um, so... I would actually recommend mm. checking that out. That I would check it out. Yeah. It actually is uh, the the beginning of the movie starts out. We're like, is this? I thought this was a movie about the NWA because it's like Easy E doing a drug buy, but yeah. like oh, the, really. the the SWAT shows up with a tank and they bust in the house and he's doing parkour over roofs <laughs> and shit. Like the first five minutes is like, whoa, yeah, this is Bad Boys Three. What's yeah, going on? Awesome. Does it, it is, does it get into Dr. Dre being like a disco guy at all? Yes, yes. does it? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely I'm running into it. Absolutely, you get, you, <laughs> get, you get everything except Dr. Dre hitting women. Okay. Yeah. Th- th- that gets conveniently... They, they glaze over that. Mm-hmm. Scrubbed, right, scrubbed mm-hmm. right out. Not even glaze over, scrubbed yeah. out. At least in the James Brown movie, Get On Up, they at least allude to Brown being a dick okay. and not being great to women. They don't show him like being physically bad, but he's not good either. Gotcha. Another pretty decent... That one, actually, I enjoyed because uh, Chadwick Boseman yeah, he was good. is a great, was great James Brown. Yeah. But it's another one where this, the story beats are all the same. Huh. All of these movies are just doing... Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. <laughs> all right, and after Walk Hard, I mean, Walk the Line was fine, but then when and Ray, those are pre Walk Hard. Yeah, and then Walk Hard came and destroyed the genre, like broke it open, mm-hmm. showed you here's how it works, here are all the mechanisms, this is how it's all goofiness. Stop doing it, and people insist on making these movies. That movie's should, like a decade old. We should get one of these movies about like Taylor Swift, where like her dad was rich and uh, just made her famous, <laughs> yes. and then she achieved peak fame, and then just stayed there. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> that would be hysterical. And there we go. And, and then the all Taylor Swift the, story. No at all. <laughs> all the drama and conflict comes from her like feuding with other stars. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's all just a slow, steady yeah. rise. <laughs> the <laughs> big, the big, big conflict is when Kanye takes the mic from her. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and then how's she gonna come back? And from then that? social media embraces her, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, and then she finds out she's a darling. Oh, right, there's the, your arc. The end. There's your arc. <laughs> That's a great arc. Um, yeah, exactly. How can you? And then now throw this out there. Now the bio, the music biopic that has did do something different, and then of course no one saw it. Don Cheadle's. Oh, the Miles Davis movie. That, that Mile, was good. Miles ahead. Yeah. 
He made up a whole story. Yeah. All right. So there's a five year period in which Miles Davis didn't play the trumpet. Oh, okay. In the seventies, I recommend reading his autobiography. It's fantastic. Okay. And in the seventies, really dark period, he didn't pick up the instrument at all. He just he was a hermit in his home. It was a pretty bad time for him. And another movie that doesn't shy away from him being an abusive person and bad to no. women and stuff like that. You know, you got to appreciate. Well, he's kind of a piece of shit in he general. Was, he's a flawed <laughs> human being. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's a genius but flawed, right? Uh, like all of us here, we're you know, mm-hmm. you gotta we have to embrace our our, our horribleness. Um, so what Don Cheadle did was he wrote a story in which during this five year period, um, he supposed what happened if Miles Davis had secretly recorded some music, and then um, the the record label was like, you owe us for these contracts, you owe us a record. So they actually sent someone to like steal the music from his home and he had to go and like steal it back and he gets help from a Rolling Stone writer played by uh, 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 Obi-Wan come on Ewan McGregor Ewan McGregor and um, I saw his face but I couldn't think of his mm-hmm. name and um, they uh, it's, a, it's a heist movie and he's like there's a shootout there's a car mm-hmm. chase and it's wild but then it also gets into his history so there's a lot of flashbacks a lot of young Miles um, there's at one moment like Miles Davis is he's fighting with people in the crowd as an older man in a boxing match and then in the boxing ring the boxers disappear and young Miles Davis is in the ring playing with a band and he looks he's like what the fuck and then he's running around fighting people and then at another point he's like running down a, he's trying to get to his car and he's like running really fast and he pushes the camera man like out of the way he's like get out of here as he gets to his that's car that's awesome it's like yeah breaking that kind yeah. of fourth wall and right it's through a, it and it's all made up it's all bull- yeah it's, of course it's all bullshit but it feels I mean that part is the 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 backstory is real the current story is bullshit sure. but it just all feels more authentic that way and invigorating and thrilling and cool and that's and a really neat concept it's a super cool concept Miles Ed, and then also of course then from start to finish it's all great but it's, they did great jazz. I mean, how can you... It's Miles Davis. How can you beat it? <laughs> and it's not like that bitches Bruce stuff like, where it's all, you know, 20-minute opuses where it's like, there's... I think there's a melody in there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps. You ever listen to Bitches Brew? No, it's, not really. It's like two tracks, but it's like 60 minutes. <laughs> and that's side A. No? Come yeah. on, man. Nope. <laughs> I, I thought a mushroom guy like you would be nope. into it, no? No, I'm m- m- mostly Pink Floyd and, and fun electronic music. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So, all that being said, Rocket Man thing. You know, Rocket Man could have been cooler. It could have been better. Dalton John, he's a weirdo. Hmm. It could have been weirder. And I felt like they tried to go weird, but not weird enough. Hmm. Right? It could have been a heist movie sure. where somebody tries to steal his glasses. I don't want that now. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that. No, someone, steal, <laughs> someone steals his cocaine. Uh, yeah. That would have been bad. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Drew, now I need to ask you. Mm-hmm. This guy was saying, going into this thing, if he doesn't, this is going to be the final straw for the musical camel. Is this this is a straw that broke the musical camel's back? Will you ever the, go see a musical again? There was there, there was enough drama in this to make it not so much a musical. To for not make me. it feel like a slog for yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Well, who are they going to do next then? Who's up? Who is up? Are we out of uh, David Bowie? Again, John Denver would be good because he got the plane mm. crash at the ending. So we do have a little bit of tragedy built in. Yeah, tragedy. Yeah. Uh, well, David Bowie's got the cancer. Mick Jagger's still alive, so we can consult with him. Uh, what other white English? Oh, Prince, come on. Keith Richards in. How yeah. am I Prince, still alive? Prince, Prince died in an elevator oh, from, yeah. from pain mismanagement. Good call. You know? Michael Jackson. 
You want to go tragic deaths, Michael Ugh, Jackson? Oh, that, that's that. still, man, that is still really touchy subject. <laughs> right? Pun, that's pun be, intended. That's going to be a oh, titchy one. That's a titchy one. I said titchy one. That's going to be, anyway, yeah, you guys got me. That's yeah. a, It's got everything. It that's going to be a It's got roller coasters. It's got monkeys. It does. Yeah. <laughs> the elephant man's the bones. Whole, the, yeah, elephant man's bones, a whole zoo. I would argue, Ross, it has too much. <laughs> it has It has black people. It has white people. Transitions. It has, it has black people <laughs> turn into white people. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Vent, vitig, vitiglio? Is what yeah, it's called. When I think so. The, the lighting, that uh, like the losing pigmentation of the skin, yeah, right. Uh, so he had that already, but then he just used that as an excuse to go ahead and like get the nose job and and the chin, right? Did sure. The, the facial. We, we would just talk know. about sports. I don't know. We didn't really talk about that. <laughs> we should consider uh, some pop culture stuff as well. You know. Um, okay, so Rocket Man. It's. Uh, I feel like it's a type of thing where if you like Elton John, if you like biopics. It's worth seeing when it's on Netflix or or streaming services. Um, yeah, don't, definitely do not run out to see this in theaters. There's nothing about it that make you go see it in theater. Okay. I do feel like as a Queen fan, it was worth seeing Bohemian Rhapsody in a theater because hearing that music in, in a cool theater, you know, with loud sound, it was very cool. And then also the movie ends with a 20-minute recreation of the, of the live, live performance. performance. <laughs> so it's almost like, okay, now you get a weird onstage POV of a, of a concert, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, well, this movie doesn't have anything like that, so it's like, you know, it was weird. Anyway, so that's that. We did see Deadwood. Fuck yeah, we did. Separately. That's out already? Friday night, baby. Yeah, it, it came on Friday. It started at 8 o'clock. I started watching it at 8.15. Yeah, man, me too. <laughs> it was like 8.30. It's like, I got my drinks. I'm all yep. set up. No, exactly. Like, Deadwood, man. Let's yeah. do this. Let's get back. And seriously, so to do it. I was... Like I wanted it to be just like the episode where like the music kicked right in, but it started off it with that little monologue yeah. by uh, uh, Calamity Jane, yes. and then after that it did play the theme song a little bit of the and theme song. When that theme song kicked in, I swear to God, dude, I got fucking goosebumps. Yes, I, <laughs> I was like, back. "Oh, I'm back." We're back in bed with the muddy streets <laughs> and all the people, and uh, we got Farnham and yeah. and uh, the Doc is back. Swedgen, Swedgen, of oh, course. Oh, Swedgen, not looking good. Fucking woo. Oh, Fucking woo. Fucking woo and his fucking little grandkid. Woo's looking great, man. He's all he's got a suit on there and thing. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh you said last week you caught up on Deadwood. Yeah, I watched I I, I, I rewatched it. You re- yeah, that's what I'm saying. You rewatch. I'm sorry, yeah. you rewatch it. Uh did you watch it when it came out? Negative. No, I'm kinda of familiar with it, but I never actually saw oh, it. It's, it's totally worth watching. It, you would you would love it. It's I so meant good. to like go find it and catch up before this came out. It's but, so uh, it's, it's on Amazon Prime. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. The, all three seasons. There you go. That makes it easier for people mm. for sure. So you, you don't have to have HBO. At least for the show. Correct. For the movie, you have to have HBO. And then, what is the new release? Is it just one like movie chunk, or is so it it's a series? Okay. So it's basically a two-hour episode to kind of—it's like, it's like an hour fifty. Okay, not to even, wrap everything up in a nice little bow because everything was oh. just kind of left. Oh, yeah, so but, they did an opposite of Twin Peaks. Yes. <laughs> Yo, you want to talk Twin Peaks? <laughs> yes, he I do. I tried. He I, hated. I hate it. He hated. I can't get Which into one? It. The new one or the yeah, old one? The new one. The new one. Okay, the, I can the new one. That. I couldn't do. I just. Did you watch reason. and appreciate as the greatest American TV of all time the first two seasons? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, and like, I watched Firewalk with me, which oh, is fucking on all the time. Yeah. Which fucking, you never need to see it more than once. Yeah. Once is fine. I like Firewalk with me actually quite Who a bit. Who says that? Yeah, I enjoy Who it. Who says that? <laughs> I do. I enjoy it. It's like, fucking Ed Gein was like, Firewalk with me is a little too much for me. It's, you know? a, it's a fun movie. I wear man. my mother's face as a mask, but uh, I don't know about that. I, I, I like it. I, I think it gets a bad rap. I'm like, man, this, this is, we're back in it, baby. This is it. This is it. I I loved The Return. Yeah. I, um, yeah. The moment where he, 
he hated this. I was like, mm-hmm. how do you hate this? But it's Sledge. So I how did you it. watch it? Did you watch it all at once, or did you watch it as it came out? What? No, it was the already return. it was already out, and I was doing a rewatch. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, Drew, come on, because I was I, I was trying to get him up to episode eight. Because I'm wondering, I want to rewatch it all as a chunk again, because we watched it serialized as it came out, like yeah. Sunday by Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And me too. that Hashtag was me too. fun and exciting, yes. and it was really cool. Yes. It was a, an experience. Yes, that's yes, that's how yeah. I watched the first time. Yeah. I loved. I enjoyed where it was like, yes, it's Friday. Here we go. Yeah. I did the same thing with Legion and Mr. Robot. Where okay. I, was like, I am watching this shit live. Yeah. Um, and then for him, it was a rewatch where I was like, okay, let's sit down and watch it. And he was not there at no. all. It was very funny. It might be hard to digest as a big chunk. Maybe. It might be. Yeah, because it's rough. And it's they're crazy. so individual. Yes. Like, you know, it doesn't, as a TV show, like back to back to back to back, it's got to be disconcerting. Yes. And there's so many different threads that they just pick up and drop. And, he and has, then episode eight. What the episode eight out of nowhere? I was trying to get him to episode eight. I was like, you got to see episode I never eight. made it. It's so, it's the wildest Dude, thing. I even rewatched that it. That night recently. was the first time I took acid in like a long time. And then that episode dropped onto me, and I was like, whoa. (laughs) I'll like the 20 episodes to play. That is like the one where I was like, you may want to be careful with this one. Dude, it was cool. I I mean, just the atom bomb bomb (laughs) opening where it's like, yeah. Yeah. So, oh my god the whole thing the goddamn the proto people walking around the, and the fucking, that lizard thing in the little girl's mouth dude that's terrifying that took me right back to um Star Trek Rock of the Con yeah, you know with the ears yeah thing. what a crazy show and the um I liked how it was like so what if uh alright so you have Twin Peaks season 1 season 2 1989-1990 and then what if seasons 3 4 5 all the way up to like 20 mm. something kept going oh my god in an alternate universe oh my god and then I want you to travel there and then yes <laughs> and then episode 20 season 25 comes out in our universe yeah. I'm like, well, where's where's all the connective tissue like nope this is it and then yeah. they shop you in it Kyle McLaughlin's triple performance as uh, Coop e- yeah. Doug and uh, Evil Coop yeah dude what the fuck and then at the end when they're like melded together yeah. and he's dropping the guns in the oil <laughs> He's like, you better get out of here. I don't know how, how hot this oil is. You guys might want to run. Anyway. <laughs> so Deadwood. Yeah. Man, I love that. It was Twin good. Peaks. I love Twin Peaks. But Deadwood, for me, it gives me the same thing where mm-hmm. going back to the return, I was like, this is great. I love, I love. This, this feeling. Is like, this is like a blanket. <laughs> yeah. I'm back like a warm blanket. Um, a weird blanket, but a warm blanket. Yes. Deadwood, oh. it was the same thing. I'm like, yes, I'm back in this. And it has it. But with the sense of raveling things up, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. That's got to be nice. And it has it. Yeah, because Deadwood, uh, Twin Peaks does end with like a, <laughs> okay, season 26 is going to happen in they another. Just, all they do is open new shit up. Yeah. There's no endings. All new shit. <laughs> Completely new shit. Yeah. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Deadwood is much more. And, uh, oh, man, it feels, it feels good to go back there. But here's my thing. Is that because Drew? And you just rewatched it. No. Is this because we like this movie because of three seasons worth of character development and three seasons worth of story development? Because now, would someone like could Ross watch the Deadwood movie and appreciate it for what it is? Interesting. You know? I don't think he would fully appreciate it because of because the- he's missing a lot of character work. The character, yes. And this is, for sure, this movie is predicated on shit that happens in season three. And they give you little flashbacks to help remind you of those no. things. Because I didn't rewatch the show. I, no. I watched it back when it came out a decade ago. Uh, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That happened. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I was right back into it. How? And then when big things happen to characters in this movie... I get hit with all this stuff. Oh yeah, this guy meant a lot, or this girl meant a yeah. lot. So uh, now that this happened, uh, is this happening? Am I feeling this be- just because I watch the show? It's a weird thing where you know, it's. I don't think. I don't think is as it's like uh, the same thing we're talking about with Avengers Endgame. 
Endgame doesn't work as a movie. Right. If you come no. in with no, no previous knowledge of any Totally other, confused. It's like, yeah. uh, it's like, I've been saying Who the this. fuck is that? What the fuck right. is that? Why does anybody care about yes. any of this? Why, uh-huh. and, 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 and then people, who, who has random powers, what, where? Yeah. Yeah, this person can do that. I've been joking that Endgame, for a person who hasn't seen any Marvel yeah. movie, would be like watching a David Lynch movie. Like, none of this makes any sense. You would think the Avengers were the bad guys. They come up and they, yeah, they just start poor, whooping This ass. poor fucking farmer. Yeah. This guy's this just working. This old farmer. He's all <laughs> crazy. He's trying to make some fucking tea, and then Thor bashes his head in for no goddamn reason. Spoiler, sorry. Spoiler. God, it's been it's right. Spoiler, okay. It's been uh, over a month. Okay, it's yeah. made all the money. Fair enough. Already. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my they god. They would look like such dicks. Yeah. yeah. Like, these guys are the worst. Just because they fucked up the first time, now we gotta. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I feel like is this is the same thing. Where is, is this Deadwood Endgame? Where Deadwood I mean, Endgame. to a point, yes, but at the same time, there's still enough of an actual story there. I think there is, though. Hmm. And then also, this is what I think you would like, Ross, because you are a reader. That's right? true. You appreciate the written word. It's true. Oh, so fl- the language is so flowery. I miss David Milch so yeah. much. And then it comes now with an added meta layer of knowing that uh, he has been recently diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So that's part of the reason why he kind of cranked this movie. Out, no shit. Like, I gotta get this done now. Wow. Because I'm literally losing, losing the ability yeah. wow. to do any of this stuff. And the guy writes like very few others. And uh, the Deadwood, the, the, the dialogue is just so amazing. And uh, God, it's a bummer that uh, you know. No, that, but that's life. Though. <clears throat> I'm dying. Get emotional. That's life, though. It happens all over. God, God is all like, "Oh, look at this guy's like, I get this guy the ability to write amazing stuff, and then boom, take it away." Sure. <laughs> Just like, ah, I'll take that because sure. you know, uh, God is a real thing, and, uh, and yeah. mm-hmm. he's also a man yes. with a big old penis, uh-huh. and he makes decisions. And he's a white man. Don't, white don't forget, man. he's a white man. He's a white man. Actually, looks a lot like Ross. Yeah, he does because <laughs> <laughs> he got the long hair. And the I mean, beard. I'd always heard I was made in his image. <laughs> It's true, you know. I saw you when, when I first saw you with the with the ponytail going on. <laughs> when I showed up two hours early this morning, yeah, that was funny. Uh, I was like, "Are you, are you bringing back your uh, Ben Franklin?" You should. Uh, no, this is uh, for some reason my wife likes me hairier. I don't know. I I guess I understand it covers up some flaws, maybe or something. But <laughs> there we go. She definitely hundred percent. She likes the the hair on top. I had a ponytail when we first started going out, so yeah. she she always liked that. And uh, you also for a while there, I mean, she must like it. Drew's on social media much may not have seen it no. for a while you're doing full on the beard Alan, Alan Moore yeah no she'd like that too yeah she, for sure yeah this guy was straight up uh, Shalia Lee walking around like oh there's there's a wizard over <laughs> yeah. at the Bowling Bush yeah. uh, uh, making sure the comedy I think I put in like time. 18 months or something on that beard it got pretty thick it was, pretty, it was pretty uh, gnarly I've never done anything like that uh, uh, beard wise so I always appreciate game recognized game dude <laughs> that's bro I appreciate that respect Blah. Uh, but it was a full-on Drew. It was a wizard beard. Yeah. It was incredible. There were birds awesome. hanging out, like, living in there. Yeah, it happens. He would be, like, pull out a nut out of his pocket. And and feet, feet, it was great. It was great for me, though, is that I hang out at the Bullenbush, yeah. and one of the bartenders there is Scott Metz, who actually has won national beard championships. Oh, his wow. is down to, like, his belt buckle. Oh, wow. So, like, it doesn't matter what beard I grow. No. It's always... Yeah, you're always, always going to be second fiddle to that. Second thing. or third best in the pub. <laughs> yeah, always for sure. Beer, you yeah. know what? You can't go through life comparing yourself <laughs> to others, Ross. I mean, you just got to keep your head down and do your thing, But if you were like uh, if you were like uh, the at a dojo and uh, the other guy that worked at the dojo was Bruce Lee. <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. It's like you're like I, I, I do. Come on, nice. I job. can't. There's True. no fucking way. True. Nice job breaking that board. No, yeah. yeah, but Bruce Lee fucking worked. Yeah, but he broke the board <laughs> no. from one inch. It yes. took me. I had to fucking get a running start yeah. for that shit. Yeah, right. yeah with all my might, with all 
275 of my pounds had to hit the same board. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. No, that's when you go to Bruce Lee and you say, teach me. <laughs> teach sure. me your beard ways, Mr. Lee. And they say something cryptic about water. Yeah, yeah you're exactly. just like, fuck, be, be water. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I get it. And then you walk away like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, get it. it. <laughs> A teacup? I have to be a teacup? Wait, no. What do you say? Be the water. No, be the water. That is a great quote. Though. It is. Man, I love you some Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is going to be in that, uh, well, I mean, he not going to be, uh, but well, as a not, character yeah. in the Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. What, what happened to Bruce? Oh, oh you, you haven't heard? Someone someone call his son and, and let him know. Oh, about oh, that. About that. <laughs> some people say oh, the whole family is cursed because oh, of that shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the family is seriously cursed. Uh, did you know, uh, I just read this great uh, uh, interview that I reposted to the Facebook group. Chad I read Stelheski, who is one of the co-directors of the first John Wick, and then it did John Wick 2 and 3, was um, his first foray into movie making was this Brandon Lee stunt double on The Crow. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, so when Brandon Lee died, he had to fucking make up all the work that yeah. wasn't done. Yeah. Right. They, they, and <laughs> you're like, oh, and, and the way that came about was actually, uh, he wasn't an actor at all. Uh, he was an MMA guy who was working in the UFC, but before it was like the UFC. It was like the early, very early days of UFC, 93, 94. And he was working out in the same gym as Brandon Lee, and they were just friends. And Brandon Lee shows up one day, and he's like, bro, I got the crow, man. He's like, yeah, dude, it's amazing, because they're all reading the crow and stuff. Uh, they were just friends, man. And then he dies. Like, oh, shit, that's brutal. Anyway. But there's a lot of similarities between John Wick and the crow. I could see that. Like, aside from the... it's all about vengeance. Aside from yeah. the kiss makeup. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just put some uh, bad uh, white and black makeup on uh, uh, Sting makeup on uh, Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. and he is new Crow. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep trying to make a new one, like for theaters. Oh, they're so Jason ugly. Momoa was, was almost a Crow a couple really? of years ago. They're also yeah. bad for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, even the second one, which had... The second one still has Iggy Pop uh, as uh, a bad guy, yeah. and which is actually genius casting because um, Iggy Pop's body type... Is was specifically uh, the inspiration for the original Crow art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever I don't know the guy's name, but whoever drew the Crow, like he, he's just like, he, what would Iggy Pop look like uh, as a vengeful murderer? And so then they cast him as a bad guy. I don't know that I saw all of the other ones, but like it always seemed like whoever was doing it was doing like a Brandon Lee impersonation. Yeah, you know, they weren't. It, they were, nobody ever like jokered it up and did their own take on it. Uh, well, I didn't see the one with Eddie Furlong. Neither did I. Okay. Crow, Not but, either, so. uh, I'm sure he did his own weird uh, uh, strung out thing. Yeah, he's a, a boy. And um, I think they've done four of them. And the most recent one was a western, which <sighs> for me I would be like, I love westerns, but. Mm-mm. They did the same thing with Tremors. Tremors, like, four or five is a Western. <laughs> oh, was that the one with the ass blasters? I didn't see it. Did they? God, uh, Tremors yeah. Would, Tremors would go to they, ass blasters. Uh, let's see. They went crazy. There, yeah. was the, there was the original Tremors, yep. and I think the next ones had legs. Yes, and, and then, then wings. And, and, and flying. No, no, no. no, no. The flying was one, another movie. Yeah, the third one was flying. They weren't and, flying until the third one? Yeah, the third yeah. one they started flying. Yeah, because okay. it was a big one. They were just okay. walking around, yeah. and, then, and okay. then flying, and then I believe explosive asses. I stopped after the third one. I stopped after the third one, then I didn't see the fourth one. All right, so then was that in Old West? But they all kind of were, weren't they? The original Tremors was well, like they, in a, they were in the desert. No, they were all in the desert. But one of them is like legit in the Old West, where the guy with oh, the mustache who's yeah, the bunker yeah, the crazy gun guy. guy yeah. It's like his uh, his ancestor, but like in the 1800s, and they are the original oh uh, Tremors fighters. Those are such great films. So that's, that must be the fifth one. They are amazing, aren't they? God. It was Sharknado before Sharknado. It uh, was, but it had Kevin Bacon, so it had yes. a little bit of legitimacy and Fred Ward. A little bit of legitimacy oh, with Fred Ward. Such little bit. God, just a tiny little bit. Yeah, just a little. And and, and Just enough. And then the Chinese guy from uh, Big Trouble in Little China. No. And then what else? All the other stuff. All the 80s stuff. God, what a great movie. So Deadwood. 
It was, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I think it's uh, for a fan. I, I feel like the movie is really good and enjoyable, but it only works for like legit people who like, really like the show. It would have been better with a couple Graboids. <laughs> Anything's better with Graboids. Dude, imagine if there were Graboids in like Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, man. Or a Graboid and Rocket Man. You're just like singing around. Then like, Rocket <laughs> Man. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, there's a Graboid in there. That was crazy. Interesting. You know what? You know where a Graboid would have fit perfectly un, without question? Twin Peaks of Return. At any point, if a graboid popped up and like bit wouldn't someone, even have questioned it, I'd be like, yeah, oh, like okay, <laughs> yep. Of course, there are sandworms in this universe. Yep. This makes no Which sense. Shit, Laura's mom kind of turns into a graboid at one point. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> oh man, rest in peace, uh, Peggy Lipton. Speaking of Twin Peaks, yeah. the, the um the scene. There's a moment because uh, David Lynch plays a character who has a uh, uh, the hearing aid. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> it's like Coop. Do you know where Coop is? That's and, so and that's good. the way he talks in real life too. He's like Coop. Um, but then he, he has a moment where he talks, he sees some crazy shit, and then he, he sends, I think it was the assistant, sends the assistant away, and he's talking to Miguel Ferrer, rest in peace Miguel Ferrer, and he pulls him in close, and he pu- he turns his hearing aid all the way up, so then he can have like a normal conversation, which is like the first time ever where that character had self-awareness about the level of his sure. voice, and I was like, oh shit, he just saw something so crazy that even he has to be like, we have to talk really soft yeah i gotta turn my shit all the way up and it gave me an extra layer of like oh man shit is going down david bowie turning into a teapot will do that to you dude (laughs) they're like all right we have a cut scene from return (laughs) twin uh uh, walk with me we have well we'll use that Uh and then we'll cut to a teapot yeah and that'll be our david bowie perfect he was supposed to be be in it and he died yeah a lot of uh several people died right before yeah log lady yep yep log lady you could tell they shot all her stuff in one day and then they spread it out throughout the Mm -hmm. series and she died oh man it was brutal she was like there with her oxygen tank (laughs) reading lines poor lady love that show drew chris give another shot no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. I think it's fine just to have the first two seasons. Like, I think that's fine. I love the first two seasons. God, I'll go back so and rewatch good. it. Even the second season with its flaws, I'll still rewatch it. It does meander in the middle when they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Man, I like it when it gets goofy like that. I'm, I think it's, I, I, I I think it's fucking awesome it. when it gets goofy like I that. I love the goofiness of it. But then when it refocuses towards the end, it's like, here we go. Yeah. Um, I also like how... Uh, uh, I always do this. Donald Glover, Danny Glover. Donald Glover, he said, he described Atlanta as like, when he was promoting it, he was like, I want Atlanta to be Twin Peaks for black people. And then the very first episode has like, some dude who's like, he shows up and he has like corn in his hand and then it disappears and then he runs off the bus and you're like, what the fuck is this show? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're right? Yeah. It never really goes weird like that anymore. It's so strange. Well, the, well, the, uh, Teddy Perkins. the Teddy Perkins episode was fucking bonkers. You watch Atlanta? No, no, I don't. Dude, oh, you are missing some what? of the greatest television. Yeah. Only two seasons. To- it's totally worth so, it. So, Lakeith Stanfield is probably my favorite fucking character in that show. He, he's amazing. Brian Tyree Henry is great. He, that one where he's running through the woods. And yeah, everything. that whole episode Come was on. fucking weird. And it's another one where it's like every episode, especially in the second season, yeah. every episode stands alone, gets its own character, okay. get their own mini story. And it's not so much about the story overall, but like a melange of the of the area and what's going on. It's really, really good. Uh, to the point where it's so good and it gets so much acclaim at a recent, um, you know, they do upfronts, TV upfronts, and and the TV network presidents get together and for the press, like this is what we have coming out. Someone asked them for the FX people, the president, what do you got for Atlanta? When we can, 
when can we get Atlanta season three? And he was like, look, Donald Glover is taking his time. We're not going to rush him. He doesn't have season three ready yet. It breaks our heart. We want it now. <laughs> no, it's like, this is our yeah. thing. Like, this is our crown jewel. But we're not going to push him. We'll get it when we can get it from him. That so, guy sounds too reasonable. He's going to be fired soon. <laughs> not, as long as it's good. Um, they're wrapping up Legion. Are you watching that? Uh, no, no. I'd, I'd get stuff later when it's on DVD or like Fair. Netflix Fine. or something. Uh, was... Well, here's the cool thing then. Legion season three that's coming out now. It's the end. So it's a type of thing where you can be like, rest assured, it's not the type of thing where am I dedicating time to a show? I'm that- aware of that show because Aubrey Plaza is on it, right? She's fucking great. She is so fucking in awesome. that in the show. She is a monster in the show, literally and figuratively. Yes. She is mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love Aubrey Plaza. Also, a funny thing, Aubrey Plaza. Uh, I remember now when I'm like, who is this young girl and funny people who's uh, or in uh, Scott Pilgrim? Who is this? You know? Who is this mm-hmm. little thing? She's now playing moms. Yeah, <laughs> she's, a, she's a mom in the in the child's play child's movie. Play, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. She had a stroke a when she was like twenty or something, like, like super young, yeah. and then had to come back from that. Yeah, is that crazy? Mm-hmm. It's like Amelia Clark had the two brain aneurysms recently. No, that, that was during season one, Game of Thrones. Oh, so it was ten years ago. Yeah, but still, shit, shit two brain aneurysms. Ever twice. T- two brain aneurysms after one season of fucking TV, and then you go on to yeah, be so, fucking uh, Khaleesi. Uh, 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 <laughs> A part of her brain is dead, yeah. currently dead. Uh, she says it's a part of her brain. In an, interview, in an interview recently, I think it was on CBS Sunday Morning, she said the part of her brain that is dead is the part that chooses men. So she's screwed. Yeah, she said it's a joke. Ha, ha, you know. that's, that's an old British humor, Ross. You know, when the old lady is talking about the, the brains. Have you seen Fleabag? Maybe maybe it actually got the humor center of her brain. <laughs> yes, perhaps. <laughs> that was never developed to begin with. Have you seen Fleabag? No. Dude. Dude. What is it? I'm telling everyone. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm telling everyone. It's okay. on Amazon Prime. It's a BBC show from like 2016, 2017. Okay. Only two seasons. Uh, so it's 12 episodes total, 20 minutes per. You can get the whole thing done in four, four and a half hours. It is brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's so good. You know who just watched it and, and loved it and raved about it, Drew? Hmm. My mom. She fucking oh. loved it. Uh, you know who else loved it? Kelly Ripa. Apparently, I don't know. That's, what, that's what my mom said. She saw Kelly Ripa was raving about it. See, when I told my mom to watch Fleabag, she was like, "I don't know." But then she saw Kelly Ripa on TV. She's yes. like, Okay, maybe I should. Yes, of course, dude. It's so good. It's super smart. It's intelligent. It's very funny. It gets deep at a couple times. It touches on sex, religion, uh, uh, like uh, the politics of interpersonal, like family. Oh God, it's so good. Does your mom know you're the one that told Kelly Ripa about it, though? She doesn't. See, that's how you trick people. I think she tell her. You, you, plant, you plant the seeds other ways. Yes. So they don't know that it's all coming from the same source. Correct. Let them think of it. Exactly. Let them think they thought of mm-hmm. it come first. So I'm telling you, when you see feedback later on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, maybe I should watch this. Mm-hmm. Just think of it as an original idea. Mm-hmm. And then you can tell other people to watch it. That's the joy of it. You can tell other people to discover it. Uh, so Deadwood is good. Yeah. All right, I saw Godzilla. Great. I saw Godzilla. I'm sorry, Chris. guys. I'm so excited. I want to see it so bad. Did you like the Godzilla 2014? Um, it doesn't matter whether or not you like any given individual Godzilla film. As mm. far as I'm concerned, I'm just a fan of Godzilla. Sure, it I is. I fucking love Godzilla. I have ever since I was a kid. It is I'm being built on that square one. black and white TV. Just yeah. this man stomping around in a rubber, rubber suit, suit with yep. the fucking spark effects flying out. I would almost. I would almost <laughs> would rather watch a modern day man. I still have to watch that Colossus movie, Colossal, where yeah. it's like a modern kaiju. I would rather watch a 2019 kaiju. Give me man in rubber suit walking through a model, but like 
the best we can do now of yeah. a man in a rubber suit and, and a model. model. Yeah. You know, I would I, love to see that over CG. I kind of think maybe there will be a move back to practical effects, and I kind of I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah, sure. In many ways, there are because it was such a finely developed art, and then they just started throwing it to the fucking side for these yeah. goddamn awful hexagons. You know, like so. So then, <laughs> so then, what we have now is with Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes, is um, a two hour and like can you look up the runtime for me? I think it's like two hours and fifteen minutes. Okay, so they went long on this thing. Oh, oh god damn it. Long. It should be a 90-minute film. I don't think any of the Japanese Godzilla movies are more than 90 minutes. They can't I, be. No, the original no. Gojira must be like six. Two hours 12. Minutes. Two hours 12. It felt like three. It felt longer than Avengers Endgame. Um, I swear, I bet you Gojira, Gojira was like a 22-minute movie. The, <laughs> I swear to God, it was super short. It was, <laughs> it was so short. They had to add stuff for American audiences. It was a flip book. And done. It was a social. We spun it in a circle. Yeah. He destroys the city. Oh, that was It was cool in Nickelodeon was originally. Great. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was fantastic. <laughs> Two hours and 12 minutes. Cut the, pe- cut the people out. Cut the humans out. Okay. Give me a story. And the movie has 17 monsters. You see. Yeah. It, no. I'm sorry, Ross. Not to build you up. Oh. They say they have 17 monsters. You see. Uh-huh. You see. Hmm, six. Okay. Then maybe. Maybe. It's just seven. like Godzilla calls Mothra for a second. He's like, hey, what's up? What Ma- up? Mothra, oh, in it. Mothra, Mothra gets a decent amount. You get a decent oh, amount of Mothra. King Ghidorah is the main baddie. Uh, uh, yeah, King, King Giradon. Uh, let me right? tell you. Mm, who? Is it a Giradon or is Giradon? it Ghidorah? I think it's just Ghidorah. Okay. The three-headed dragon. Yeah. Uh, Rodan gets a good amount. Um, and that's like the, the the fiery pterodactyl thing. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then you get a little bit of a, a mammoth sort of monster. But that's just like a really little bit. Yes. And then you get a little bit of... Who else is like there? Some, uh, sort of like the Mudos from the last one. The crab, the giant crab type ones. Okay. But I swear, like they say at one point, we have 17 monsters. You That's it. You see like six the or seven. The flash of a Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I will say this. I was trying to count and I, I lost track at six. Um, at minimum, a half dozen references to King Kong and Skull Island. Really? Yes. They well, want, because... Because they want you to be to associate Godzilla and Kong. Godzilla and Kong. Godzilla and Kong. Really? The, because the, Godzilla vs. King Kong comes out next year. 20, Does it? 2020. 2020. Okay. The 2020 So they're movie. setting it up. But yeah. is it in production, though? I haven't read anything about it being actually in production, though. So maybe get pushed to 2021. But yes, legendary uh, uh, pictures and Warner Brothers. They have the rights to both, and they are... Why did they that. do them in that order? Because like, not I'm assuming Godzilla. I mean, uh, the three-headed golden space dragon versus a steroided-out monkey. Like what? Yes, that's a step thank backwards. You. Thank you, thank you, thank you, I Ross. Mean- thank you so much. How do they do Godzilla versus the baddest goddamn monster of them all? Right. And then we're gonna go back to 300-foot nuclear Godzilla versus 100-foot <laughs> yeah. King Kong. Yeah. It's it's. Even the size difference alone makes no sense. And he's already doing the most crazy battle things. He can blast energy. He does all this shit. King- Unless he's like Godzilla Battle Weekend. And I mean, no spoilers, but is he like so fucking he broke his leg or something? And now King Kong's got a chance? Nah, man. He's Kong. He's King of the Monsters, yeah, bro. He, he, everyone knows you go into this movie that Godzilla's doing. Yes, exactly. Um, okay, the movie's boring as fuck, but all the monster stuff is fine. Actually, the monster stuff is... Despite it all being CG, is beautiful. Chris, I am seven life. years old, and I'm there to see Godzilla blow up a power plant with his laser breath. Does this happen? Uh, not, not, not a power plant, but man, there is so much yes, laser breath. There's yes. so much laser breath. That's exactly what I want. They do the cool, uh, the scale side of boom, 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 and the build up to it. Um, nice. But here's a bummer. I will say this. This is, I mean, spoilers. It's a monster it's movie. The, How much spoilers? Principal can there be? photography on Kong. 
Uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong started November 12th, 2018. Thank you, Drew. Thank you for looking that up. I appreciate that, sir. Directed by who? Uh, yeah, Adam Wingard. Godzilla's oh, direct. that's right. Adam Wingard, the guy who did the fucking The Guest. Which means this movie better have a survive soundtrack. Doom, 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 boom, 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 You know, super electronic. You ever see The Guest? Nope. Dude, that's a cool fucking movie. I mean, that, that's, uh, it's like, what if uh, we did like a Halloween slash movie, but it's also like... Uh, uh, Jason Bourne. Yeah. Was, oh God, it's so good. Um, I forgot Adam Wingard was doing. Okay, so I have a little bit of smidge of hope. Okay. You ever see You're Next? No, that one's okay. That one's okay. The guess is better. <laughs> uh, the guess is this is the best movie for sure. Did you see Death Note? No, that's yeah. good. That's good. Good. Okay. Ooh. Good. Don't don't see that one. Don't see that one. He did that as, as well. Yeah, his track record is iffy. Okay. Anyway, yeah. How do you how do you do that? I don't know. How are they gonna make this happen? I hope it works out. Kong. So you're a Godzilla Kong. guy? I fucking love Godzilla. I, I grew up watching uh, yeah. the King Kong movie. Like, literally, okay. the original 33 one. I just watched it over and over and over. Okay. I, I've always loved King Kong. I loved Skull Island. Skull Island was a wacky fucking did, movie. Did you see that one? Mm-hmm. I think, yes, I did, actually. It's so it. weird. Dude, what, 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 when he fucking <laughs> kills the giant octopus out of the fucking nowhere and then like, starts, like, slurping <laughs> he, it down. He eats an old boy style. Yeah. It's like rapid Senegals around them. When the giant are walking through the bamboo forest with some of the legs, like the legs of spiders, and they're, like, impaling people. Uh-huh. So, I mean, what the fuck is this movie? That This stuff doesn't All this, and, it. and then out of nowhere, there's just green gas everywhere. And, uh, and Hiddleston, Loki's. Hiddleston's walking around in a gas mask hacking pterodactyls with a hatchet? Yeah, tiny pterodactyls with a hatchet. What a weird fucking So maybe it's like the island uh, versus Godzilla, you know? Maybe Uh, Kong calls in some buddies. Yes, okay, his T-Rex Kong leads an army, yeah. His Arthur Conan Doyle Mm, uh, hollow earth style. And then Godzilla's got to call in Gadzuki. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Gadzuki, Scrappy-Doo, we bring in all the sidekicks. Uh Got, uh, yeah, they got no. Yeah, I think it was Godzilla in 1984. Remember, uh, he like it, there's there, there's always like a sighting at first, and they're not sure what it is. He like comes and attacks a boat, so they go to like investigate this go- bo- ghost boat. Yeah, and then there's uh Godzilla's lyser on the boat and start attacking people. Just these giant lice eating men. Godzilla lice. Yeah, dude. Wow, I did not see that one. It was a good no. one. Man, I will. Love to hear your review of this movie. I'm definitely going to go see it soon because that, that's when I feel like I want to see it in the theater. I don't want to see this on my TV A hundred percent. If yeah. you are going to see a Godzilla movie, yes. regardless of the story. Biggest if, screen possible. First yes. off. For biggest monster yeah, possible. Yeah, if you're a Godzilla fan, I feel like you, you are up front. You know that the stories are all garbage. <laughs> what story? The thing right. stomps up out of the sea. They try to stop it. <laughs> yeah. I know what's happening. Yeah, you got the original Gojira <laughs> where it's like the great. Yeah. Atom bomb allegory, uh-huh. but it's a monster that destroys the city, right? We have our American version where they add in who's a Raymond Burr in all the in all the cutscenes. It's so stupid. The um, after that is just monster fight, whatever. We just want ridiculousness. But I just feel like with this movie, they went too deep into the human stuff. We went too much into the parents and the daughter, really? and then and the family and their goals. And every time they went to that, I was like, "What's Godzilla? Where's Godzilla? What's he doing? What's he doing? Where's, where's Godzilla? <laughs> What's he doing? Is he just still staying on the mountain? Can I just get a shot of him <laughs> on the mountain? I want more monster stuff. I would have loved a ninety-minute Godzilla movie. I would still like a ninety-minute Godzilla movie with no humans in it. Make it prehistoric. Make it set in the future. 
but the only things around are the Titans, and they have to battle it out. And they, it's not, it, they communicate without dialogue. You can still tell a story, you know. The artist, the fucking artist, if the artist can do it, Godzilla can do that it. That was always part of the classic Godzilla movie, though. Like, Godzilla would be stomping the power plant down, the tanks would be pointlessly firing at him, and then they would cut to the scientist's pretty daughter yep. who couldn't get um, the scientist uh, handsome lab assistant to pay attention to her. Like, what the <laughs> Yeah, I was just watching some stomping, and, yeah. uh, but that, and then the little kid would walk up and say, "We need to go find Godzilla ourselves." One hundred percent. It's like, who it was, cares? Why? Yeah. Why do we keep doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? It's like a palate cleanser, you know. Like he's a little bit, of, and then somebody gets stomped out of that group, and that, you, you, you have an attachment. That's why. That's why I'm. <laughs> you have an attachment. That's why I'm saying keep it short. Keep it okay. short. I mean, even okay. even give me an eighty minute movie. Keep it short, but uh, get the, get them pesky humans out of here they ain't, they ain't changing shit Vera Farmiga with her uh, I mean it's a good cast too Kent Wanabi Vera Farmiga Kyle Chandler uh, uh, Bradley Whitford um, who else uh, the, the girl Eleven from Stranger yeah. Things is in it um, uh, Ice Cube Jr. pops up for no reason to yell quips and then leaves and pops up again did you watch any of the recent Netflix did an animated Godzilla like I, I Trifecta I have not seen those. okay uh, I'm on uh, this is probably the nerdiest thing anybody could admit to but I'm on the um, Godzilla subreddit and uh, <laughs> wow. they're very highly divided about that film but I thought they were neat they're like a okay. weird divergence it's like uh, super far future Godzilla like uh, popped up saying our time okay. and uh, devastated the planet so much that humanity just fucking bounces in space. We're gone. Oh, oh okay. shit! <laughs> and, and it's like uh, in this fucking like generation ship. So they go out, out, out for a number of years. Yeah, like they, uh, uh, Wally style. And they come back okay. and they're like, hopefully Godzilla is dead by now. But uh, unfortunately, oh. Godzilla has done nothing but grow in power. And so, <laughs> so we are super fucked now. <laughs> so it's like these guys coming back and they got some. Uh, they've met some like aliens out there. They got some extra super science going on yeah. maybe there's a um hidden uh agenda that people aren't aware of at first but they try to take down this planet-sized godzilla basically not planet-sized but this earth wrecking oh, yeah, this yeah. earth wrecking godzilla that sounds awesome it's it's really cool and uh really cool. it goes to weird places and then the last one has a uh, king Ghidorah in it too okay and he's like this weird interdimensional space monster like sure. you don't even see his body you just see the heads coming out of like rips in reality Whoa. and Whoa. it's really fun because it's animated they yeah, can do like do all the fuck kinds you want. of shit there's yeah. laser ships and uh, all kinds of fucking shit and that's what i'm thinking Yes, animated, right? With animated stuff, you can go that way. And watching this movie, it's all CG anyway. I'm like, well, if it's CG, it's like it's the animated. Lion, it's like yeah. this Lion King remake that's come out. The, the, the live action. Yeah. One. It's still an it's animated, animated, right? Uh, do the same thing with Godzilla. If you're gonna animate it, then get weird with it. And with like Mothra, it for sure. Mothra had the colors; it was really gorgeous at times. And uh, Ghidorah looked really cool. And I liked, I liked the monster stuff. It was fine, but. Man, it's ah, don't be going to these movies for for anything other than the, the monster battle. And then I will say this: this is disappointing. I, they just felt the need to do this for whatever reason. It, it, we're here to see Godzilla. We want to see Godzilla wreck shit. Godzilla uh, spends a good chunk of this movie like uh, underwater chilling or or fucked up and doing nothing. Like <laughs> I'm like, where's Godzilla? I got I gotta watch Kyle Chandler run. Uh, oh no, Godzilla's oh, got a broken arm. He's got to heal. Godzilla's got to go heal. I'm like, no, I want to. I want more of this. And then Godzilla gets to be a, a you know at, at the end of all the movies he gets to be a badass and win right sure. In this movie, I swear to God, it's a two hour and twelve minute movie. He's a He's in badass mode, like Super Saiyan mode, for like 45 seconds at best. Oh. At 
best. Wow. Okay, but think of your average Rocky movie. How much of the time is he fighting, and how much is he struggling, running up the stairs and chasing a fucking chicken, or yeah, talking to his wife? Yo, if they had a scene of Godzilla (laughs) chasing a chicken, I'd be, I'd be like, this is great. Regular sized chicken or giant chicken? Both. (laughs) The the chicken irradiates first. He catches it, and then irradiates. It's like, oh, now now it's a battle. Oh my god! Don't don't. Kernalore is here. (laughs) Come on, yes. Opens his cochleo, and a giant like radiated egg comes out. Um, I would see that movie. That'd be great. That's that's the God, that's the King Godzilla movie after Godzilla vs. Listen, Kong. I just watched uh, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot Godzilla versus the giant chicken is not that far. <laughs> yeah, no. I want I got I want to see that that Sam Elliott one. Uh, did you rent it? Yes, I did. You get. I, I'm waiting for it to be on some sort of streaming uh, okay. service that, that I already paid for. Um. So okay, I was like, uh, Ross, mm-hmm. you're a Godzilla guy, obviously. Yeah. Go see it. There are things about it you would for sure appreciate. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to get some dollar store candy and take my kids. Yes. So I'm not like going to watch uh, Citizen Kane or nothing. I'm going to see a Godzilla movie. You know what you're getting yourself <laughs> yes. into. I would say prepare yourself for one that is longer than it needs to be. Okay. Okay, for sure. No After matter end what. game though, anything is easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Endgame moves. Endgame is still wrapping shit up. After the first hour, it's like we got we got to finish, finish. I got news, guys. You're going to watch that movie again and you're going to see a lot of shit that can be cut out of Endgame. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Ross. It was, it was Ross. fun and it felt good to get that all out of our system. <laughs> yeah. But in subsequent viewings, we're all going to be like, yeah, I that don't think can I, You go. know what? I don't no. think I'm ever going to watch yeah, it again. Ross, There's got, no point. I got news for you. <laughs> I didn't watch that movie again. <laughs> okay, no. fair enough. That's a one and done fair for enough. me. Yeah. I, will, I'm, I will watch Captain Marvel before I watch that one again. Let's um, watch Thor Ragnarok again. Oh my god! Actually, that, that's that's that, one. That's on Netflix, and I do. I gotta sleep to that one quick. Dude, I watched I've it's watched really that good. movie like ten times yeah. since it's been on Netflix. It's so good, and we will talk a little bit more about Taika Waititi in the second half when we do mm. what you're watching. Because I oh, finished yeah. watching what you do. What we do in the shadows. Yes. Uh, so let's take a break. All right, those are the movies we saw this weekend. A lot of movies came out. It's a summer, man. It's it's a it's a packed weekend. Uh, we didn't see what's the one we didn't see. Something else came out that we did. Ma, John Wick three. Oh, we you fucking saw that, saw that okay. shit opening oh. day. What are you talking about? I want to see it so bad, but I haven't got to it yet. The movie is life, bro. The movie is, really the movie uh, is life. Really fucking, I tried to convince the Mats to see it yesterday, but instead we just watched the first John Wick. Because apparently, yeah. fucking, Matty J has never seen a goddamn John Wick movie. Okay, well, you got to see him because my mom went and saw John Wick 3 without seeing the first two, and she's like, none of this makes any sense. I was like, you got to see the first two. You know, even my wife liked them. I took my, my wife watched They're them. Great. and Yeah, so... God, they're so good. It's really good. Um, we won't tell you nothing about John Wick yeah. Three. Uh, I'm but, gonna, you can spoil it completely, word for word, and I'll still go see. Well, it. What's there to spoil? Guns, <laughs> yeah. lots of guns, I, yeah, okay. guns, knives, oh, horses, Christ, dogs. You guys. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Guns, knives, horses, dogs. <laughs> all right, look, we, great Willie Nelson song. Uh, we're gonna come back with a what you're watching. So we're gonna catch up with uh, all the stuff we've seen, not in theaters. Ross, I'm gonna ask you about stuff mm-hmm. that you've seen, yes, and please. then we have an email from Gabe. Uh, and uh, I have movie news stories, but I don't know if we'll get to them because we're running out of time. It so happens. It, it happens quite often. It's because I brought up Twin Peaks. I'm sorry. That's, that's, my, that's my weakness. <laughs> he'll, he'll talk about that shit forever. That's my, that's, that, that is my ranting weakness for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll take this break. Uh, oh, Drew, your favorite new character is back. Oh, goddamn 
fucking yes. stupid Patreon troll. The Patreon troll is here. We have a Patreon troll, Ross, who he he, he guards the Patreon bridge to our Patreon show. Okay. And when he paid a Patreon toll, so yes. uh, he lets you across. And, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so he has a little clip that he cuts out every week to entice people. It's his version of crack cocaine. Speaking of, weren't we talking about crack earlier? Yes. Yeah, we were. And I think that was off mic. Off- <laughs> yes. Oh, it was an off mic yeah. conversation. <laughs> it almost, it almost yeah. definitely had to be. I don't yeah, think I would have told that story <laughs> on air, but I'm, I'm happy to reference it. <laughs> it all it all runs together. Man, that nine pound hammer is good, isn't it? That's, good. That's some good stuff. And uh, so the Patreon troll is here. He's got another little song and a little clip, and then we'll be back with the second half of the show. Drew Sakai, are you ready? Yep. I'm very emotional right now. I'm crying. It's really good, talk about Harrison Ford and his thoughts on the new Indiana Jones and also his general grumpiness. I love grumpiness. We all love Harrison Ford, right? Is that pretty? We all all agree he's our Hollywood's favorite grump? Sure. Because he's like a grumpy dude. He is. But he's not like a dick about it. He's what I hope to be when I'm older. Yes. He's like you're kind of a grump, right? He's not like a... like a, <laughs> I mean, I'm all. I mean, he's he's all gloom and doom, but he's nice about it. He's just about yeah. He just smokes a lot of weed. He's like, don't worry about it. Okay, so exactly. don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I'm gonna keep wearing this giant gold pierced ear please ear Harrison, thing please forever. Callista, <laughs> please tell that? him to remove it. What is with that? Um, it's bad, isn't it? it, it has, it's as if he did it 30 years ago, and then someone's like, "That's bad." And he's like, "Fuck you." Now I'm gonna keep it. Exactly. God damn, why did you tell him it was bad? He would have figured it out on his own eventually. You know how hard headed he is. It's like mm, all mad. I'm taking a stand. Oh, this is my stand, I'm taking a stand. God damn it, he's taking <laughs> one of his famous Ford stances. <laughs> so uh Han Solo, he was on the today today show. He was on the Today Show. That's all the toys, the Today Show. And he was asked about who he would like to see play the next Indiana Jones. What do you think his response would be to that? I mean... Mm. He says, nobody. <laughs> really? He says, nobody is gonna be Indiana Jones. Don't you get it? I'm Indiana Jones. When I'm gone, he's gone. It's easy. I mean, that's not gonna happen. Mm, yeah. Shame, isn't it? Yeah. But I like that he's upfront about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't replace me. I mean, I could see Chris Pratt as the next Indiana Jones. Chris Pratt? Sure. I mean, he already did an entire Indiana Jones scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. The opening scene is fucking Indiana Jones. That's true. <laughs> Indiana Jones, for that. 
uh, and then he did throw this out. He said, this is a hell of a way to tell Chris Pine this. I'm sorry, man, because Chris Pine uh, followed in his Jack Ryan footsteps mm. with the Jack Ryan. Uh, no, you're right. He did, yeah. didn't he? So he took yeah. a role, at least one of his roles. But now, uh, now that Krasinski follows Jack Ryan. Yes, correct. On Amazon. On a show that's just called Jack Ryan? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I heard it's okay. He doesn't spend enough time with Jack Bryan's when I uh, Did you watch it? Slept through most of it. You slept through <laughs> That'll tell you. Yeah. If that will tell Okay, when you listen to those boys, they obviously need the help. They don't know what they're doing, they're terrible, and they need the monies so that they can get some professional assistance with their show. So, you can go to patreon.com slash crassbodiso and pay anywhere from one to five dollars a month to listen to all of the bonus episodes. And they have so many of them. There is one new one every week, and there'll be a new one next week, and a new one the week after that. So why don't you get on board and help them out? Because if you don't, I will crush you, and then I will eat your bones, because your bones are delicious. And if you won't give us your money, then I will have my feast of your bones. As long as you think it's good. It's a Patreon troll. It's going to eat your bones. Unless you pay us $1 to $5 a month. How he's going to find you? Uh, Patreon.com slash Crestbuddy. So, Ross, it's failing, but it's ours, baby. <laughs> it's our Patreon. So, we're, we're going to push it. We do bonus episodes every week, every Friday. $1 to $5 a month. Get you access to all of it. Drewster Cogbert. Where can people find you online? At Antihero419, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow at Drewster Cogbert on Twitter. It's not me. It's a good follow. It's so pretty good. So a pretty damn good parody account of Drew. Uh, Ross, where can people follow you online? Oh, L. Ross still. Right? L. Ross on Twitter, on Instagram, L. Ross Graham, uh, Facebook.com slash L. Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, check out my podcast, uh, The Orlando Talk Show with Ross McCoy. I, I, can, I can attest. If you just go to Google, Tots with Ross <laughs> comes right up. Super easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, genius naming. Because it ain't going to be confused with nothing else. No, it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. We got a... Uh, that was kind of the idea behind Crespo Diso. Ain't no way. Ain't no other Crespo Diso out there. Even sure. though it's a mumble-mouthy word to try to get people to remember. 
uh, Tidbits was not a good naming choice. Mm-hmm. Steve Etchy admits that someone else has a tidbit show that's about like Apple uh, technology <laughs> stuff, and then he's like an Apple guy. So people are like, "Oh, this is your show about Apple stuff?" No, no, it's a different tidbits. You got to keep scrolling down. It's like, oh god damn it. Um, true. What's the name of your new podcast? Don't have one. God damn it. There's a couple. I won't ever have one. I could trick him. There's a couple that always pop up. Like, uh, what's the? Fu- There's always one that like Godfather related. Like we're the we're the mo- podcast mob. Oh or something. yeah. yeah uh, like, there's always names we're the, that uh, we're the mafia, the Dons or something. It's always like a, a every gang every city name. has yeah. a uh, a podcast mafia Don. We had like two of them. Uh, James Towsley is a podcast Don, but then Steve Edge is a podcast. Get the fuck out of here, guys. It's it's podcasting. We're idiots. And then every We're six all months, bunch of morons. there's a, a, The Experience. The Experience is such a great name that it has to come up as, okay. as somebody, okay. somebody, somebody, somebody experience. But Joe Rogan got to it before you, and then... Well, but, yeah, and well, Jimi Hendrix did it way before any of you fuckers. But when did so the, there you go. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That's so true. When did so, the experience uh, happen here? It was right the around the same time one? as Soma Cat. Yeah, 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 right after Soma Cat. So, so, there was another one here. So, so it's like 2009, 2010? Definitely, When yes. did Joe Rogan start? I don't know about that. Right? It's, it's kind of... That's parallel thinking. Okay, so of the ones that are still going. Of the Rogan. ones that are still going. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, no one, you can't use experience now. Soma Cow off the table. Ain't no other Crespo Nisos out there. God, and then there's another one that like is always, this, I can't remember think of it right now. You know what's funny? Uh, uh, Peter Von Saborski has scotch and good conversation. Mm-hmm. But the way he has it worded, it, it's there's no other scotch and good conversation out there. But there are a lot of like... Drinks and conversation, scotching yeah. conversation. Yeah. By him adding good and even putting it in parentheses really keeps the uh, stance apart from all that other stuff because there's like dozens of other ones that have very similar names. Dinner and good conversation is another one that keeps, uh, without the good, it's like there's a bunch of other ones out there. Yeah. So mm. Pete's lucky that he added that shit because it keeps it separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are plugs there for uh, both scotch and dinner and good conversation. As a matter of fact, uh, Steve Etchie and I recorded an episode of that with Pete and his wife Dee Dee like six months ago and it's about to come out if it's not out already so there you go people can Very listen nice. to all that you can outdated listen to talk, information Chris, you, you, you can listen to Chris talk even more than even you already more. do with a mouthful of food uh, they told me they're like, we, uh, we had uh, steak and potatoes Ooh. because it was uh, Steve Etchie's famously food adverse. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. So they're like, we gotta kind of kind of keep it simple for him. He still barely touched anything. Hilarious. Uh, but then La Femme du Fromage, who's getting like a whole new storefront set up. Oh nice. Um, provided they she always provides a, a charcuterie board, so it's all cheeses and fruits and meats that I was just like munching on and crackers and stuff. And Pete ahead of time was like, listen, we want the audio of the <laughs> who are the people that don't like that have the the problem with sounds um, oh it's like mezzo yes mezzo something yes exactly you're on the right track there mm-hmm. they would hate the show because mm-hmm. i was like taking crackers and going into the mic <laughs> like as, that's awesome i was doing my best to give them the foley that they wanted <laughs> so you were like asmr eating i yeah. was <laughs> it's oh, like oh i'm gonna make this npr tons of background yes noise. oh man like we have we have the mics turn up super high and everyone's talking Oh. A lot of, lot of gross mouth stuff. Oh, oh I hate that. That's the worst. That is the worst, isn't it? Candy. Mm. <laughs> As I drink my icy beverages yep. into the... Yeah. Right into the microphone. It's all the Foley work. Hold on. Let me blow my nose. <laughs> I haven't done that. Somebody cough. I haven't, oh, no. This is the de-coughing podcast. When you do dabs right before you hit record, you're going to cough on mic. Mm-hmm. The... Um, 
that's about to come out. You can listen to us talk about. Oh man, I should tell Pete to cut out the uh, the sub out. What's the fuss? <laughs> we, don't, that's, we don't do the show anymore. They they moved on. They do their own thing. Shots. So what's the fuss? Oh yeah, there's still a show. Other things just, you should name your podcast. WTF? Yeah, that's yeah. another one. That's another one where we. Oh man, I ribbed them so. I've much. said that to Rocky's face yeah, so so, so many times. He knows. He knows. Good for him for sticking with yeah, it yeah. at this point. Stuck to his guns. You know. Uh, the, the, so what's the fuss isn't part of the network anymore, but I'm, you know, we're still friends with them. It's just a whole, uh, personal thing, but it's fine. It's all good. And, um, but yeah, so you can listen to dinner, good conversation and hear references to a thing that doesn't exist anymore in a certain the relationship is what I'm saying. Um, Tots with Ross. I listened to, I got to listen to episode three. I was listening to it earlier today. Yeah. And the, the, the point is to get Orlando stories, right? Yeah. From these people. Yeah. Just stories. That they may local. not show up prepared <laughs> with the Orlando stories. And that times. seems to be a theme. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really. I, cause uh, the show I'm kind of basing it on Crab Feast, uh, their bit was like, you know, make a list of stories for us and give us a list. And that okay. way we can say, oh yeah, tell us the one about your dad's Buick. Or, you know, okay. Yeah, tell us about the one the time you uh, jabbed your cheek with a fork or yes, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I ask people to fucking do that and they never do. It's so bad. Mm. So, so dealing with people. Uh, but uh, the thing about my podcast is that I'm never going to lie to you. Like, I just recorded uh, two on last Saturday mm. uh, that are going to come out in the future. And the first one. I was talking to these guys from a band, and I was like, okay, so give me some good tour stories. And they started telling me like about how they put their lineup together, yeah. and I was like, guys, oh, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was tell me some good stories about being <laughs> A tour. good story, yeah. I had to you know, bring them back to line, and that did, and we got some good shit out of them. That's what will make you a good host. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just being a funny person like mm-hmm. you are naturally, but being able to guide that conversation in a good way. Uh, I try to think of the listener because you know I listen to podcasts. I know what you that, don't, I know what you don't want to hear as helps. a listener. So that, that I try to 100%. minimize the stuff you don't want to hear. There you go. That helps hundred percent. When you know mm-hmm. when you do the show, you want to hear. Yes, exactly. People yeah. are going to grab. And you know what? I've that. listened to this, which I never do to myself, and it's good. I like it. It's there, not. It's good. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so, like we said, just getting started. Episode three. Uh, episode four should be out mm-hmm. uh, now. If not now, all right, right, it should be out. Yeah, check it and, out. And um, it's available everywhere. You got it up on the Spotify, the iTunes. Apple. I know on? it's on iTunes. I know it's on that uh, that one Android app, the uh, Podcast Addict. And then sure. uh, what I've been told is that iTunes puts it pretty much everywhere. So. Well, yeah. Once you have the RSS out there in yeah. the world, uh, you have all those uh, aggregate catchers. That, like I use one called Beyond Pod. If I just search Tots with Ross, it'll it'll come right mm-hmm. up, and I Correct. subscribe to it. Um. Okay, now what else you got going on? I know you got so uh, shit sandwiches twice a month. Yep, every uh, at the Bull and Bush Pub uh, in the Milk District right there, Bumby yep. and Robinson, uh, the first and third Saturday every month. First and third Saturday. You got any parking tips for our local local listeners in the Milk District? Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, uh, it's um like right that on Robinson right there. Yeah, the north side of the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, like at I, I think it's seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, most nights. That shuts down and that's parking. Well, I know that, but that's yeah. the same. When you buy, so at seven p.m. it shuts down. Yeah. So at seven forty-five, all that parking is taken. Okay. And that's gone. <laughs> yep. Okay. So my secret spot, and this is just for uh, Cinema Crespo Diesel listeners. Thank so you. I, yeah. I there's not many of us. I Trust don't us. share this around. Thank you. You keep going uh, west on Robinson. Okay. Like another block, you go. You know that uh, Stasio's Deli on the left yes. there. Yes. You go past that, and you go past like whatever the next couple buildings are, and then on the right, mm-hmm. there's um, residential buildings. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's tons of street parking right there for those buildings. And then you oh, just walk a go. few blocks. It's like yeah. a block, maybe a block and a half I'm back to the Milk District. I can walk. I, yeah. 
I was a couple times I parked out by the TG Lee. Yeah, that that street is pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that little road up if there. If I'm worried, but that gets used but gets pretty used quick. To, pretty quick. Yeah, I feel like people true. know about that. You go a block west on Robinson, and there's residential right there oh, with okay. tons of street parking. Thank you, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. You're that. very welcome. Now I'm gonna go get me some scotch eggs and see some goddamn comedy. Man, if I was king of the milk district, though, you know what I would do is open up that fucking like you know. There's a whole. There's like a thousand parking spots up there just south of the plaza and like um to the side of where the bowling yeah. alley yeah. is. There's a whole there's miles of parking that they just rope off and won't let anybody park. It's yeah, a goddamn, you just it's can't a travesty. Go there. It's yeah. a gigantic parking lot. It's a fucking travesty. No, is, that, is that part of the land that was purchased by the people who want to build that fucking um storage unit facility? Yes. Is that why? Yes. That's Dude, want to build that fucking bowling alley is gone now. Yeah. Have you yeah, been but, by there lately? No, yeah. Well, yeah, but I it's mean, that's where the, that's where it's going. That's yeah. where the, yeah. the and they're also building more. I don't know if they eat people, but more personal storage is being built at the corner of Colonial, like Magnolia Prime Real Estate, and they're building a huge <laughs> storage facility. The storage facilities are like the scourge of Central Florida. I swear to God, they're everywhere. They're, they're everywhere. People, you don't need all the shit. Just burn your shit. Uh, instead of buying storage for it, the, the same band I was just telling you I had to yell at. They, it's uh, Lonesome City Travelers, and uh, they were saying they practice in a storage facility. Uh, not, no, I've done that before. To be fair, and apparently, that. that's all this storage facility does. It's all musicians. Oh, <laughs> they so they have to like schedule with people on their um, very funny. block so yeah. they don't overlap. Yeah, so they're not playing over each Correct. other. Correct. That's super funny. Yeah. Uh, in college, I for sure. I was in a band that <laughs> I had to drive to a facility yeah. and rolled it. God, it's hot in here. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. We were terrible. Great acoustics, though. Uh, yeah, because it was a nice, tight little room. Yeah, <laughs> yes. 100%. No, it's a 10 air, by 10. It was great. The drum sounded great in that room, man. <laughs> Oof. A lot of people don't know the. Uh, Too bad we were bad. The drums for Stairway to Heaven were recorded in a in a storage yeah, facility. In a storage facility, yeah, yeah. They did uh, when the Levin's break was done in a house in a stairwell, yep. and Stairway to Heaven was done in a storage yep. facility. Yeah, where everyone knows that. Oh, that's how handle that. Okay, uh, Tato Ross people listen to it. Local yokels, shit sandwich show twice a month mm-hmm. at Bull and Bush. First and third Saturday. Mm-hmm. All right, we nailed it. Anything else you want to throw out there? You know or? what? We just uh, we released uh, our. We just had our seven year anniversary. That we released the six yes. year anniversary with a recording of uh, the the show that night. Yeah, a year ago that show. A great lineup, and we just released the live recording of it. It's a lot of fun. It just came out as a and comedy uh, album. it hit up my bug. My bug. My buddy Doug McPherson. He's got all the info about that. Uh, and then I all, think it's on Bandcamp. I saw correct. Yeah, for like ten bucks. And then all that money goes to this charity called the Innocence Project, which uh, tries to get like. Uh, uh, you know, case reviews for prisoners that uh, it's like DNA proving via DNA that people are wrongfully convicted. Exactly. Let's, let's be honest, proving that these black people have been wrongfully convicted of these crimes, mostly convicted. getting innocent people out of jail. Yes, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Please, thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, actually, I saw that the other day. It's like, oh, this is very cool. Um, Tim Murphy is on there. You're on there doing the intro. Correct. It's actually know. sort of a kind of a who's who of local uh, comedy. It is. And I don't know how much of my stuff made it on it, but I tried to do like weird stuff, like pretending stuff was happening in the pub that obviously that wasn't. wasn't for the CD listener at home. Yeah, yeah, so yeah sure. Oh, I don't know how much that made it. Theater of the Mind. wonderful theater of mine. I'm all, I'm all about that stuff, man. That's the best. Oh, and then we also, uh, Doug didn't want to make it uh, onto the CD, but he forgot we... Uh, I, th- I think this is the first year for a number of years we haven't done it, but traditionally at the anniversary show we do a reenactment of the funeral scene of Laura Palmer. Oh, from really? Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> when you jump on the casket as it goes down. And so the, uh, on the recording you'll hear for the six year anniversary show of Shit Sandwich, uh, it's it's one we did where I uh, I cast the scene. 
10 minutes before it happens. Okay. So I literally just handed, like, I went through the back patio, grabbed six or eight comics, and I said, all right, you're uh, you're this character, you're that mm-hmm. character. Uh, and then uh, Doug is always Leland Palmer. Okay. Uh, so, so he gets to jump on the casket. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then my thing is, like, okay, Doug, all you have to do, you lay down and you roll off the edge of the stage. He's like, I'll do it, Ross. And he never fucking does it. He no. never do yeah. it. He, he refuses to do it. You got to roll, Doug. Come and so on. That's, uh, no spoilers. That's on, the, that's on the album, too. It's fine. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I love that we have a, a share of Twin Peaks uh, yeah. officiant. Ah, oh, that's good stuff. Hey, people, check out that um, check out that uh, comedy album. It's out there now. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Bandcamp. I know I for sure shared it on my own uh, Facebook thing. But, um, you know, Facebook is fucking garbage, mm-hmm. whatever. People can just Google it. Hey, Zuck saw it. What? You showed it to Zuck, at least. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn, he, he watches everything. Yes, God, I even think about that now. Zuck saw it. He's like, yep. he's like Jesus in the clouds. He sees everything. He, he's a, a bitch. He is watching the watcher. <laughs> Does he have a podcast? But you has a podcast that he doesn't release. He makes his wife listen yeah. to it. What a weirdo! <laughs> Fuck you, Zuckerberg. Fuckerberg. Um, I love your movie. The... <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Zuckcast. <laughs> Zuckcast. Let's see who we dominated today. Zuck. All right, let's do uh, let's do some what you're watching. Uh, where am I at here? Over here. I, okay, what we do in the shadows. I've that just finished ten episodes. Yep. Man, I didn't do this on purpose. It happened by accident. I just started watching it on FX a week ago, and then just this past Wednesday it was a season yeah, it was finale. Season finale. So it's like I gotta watch the whole thing. Like it was just perfect timing. It worked out great. Uh, man, I love that show. It's fucking hilarious. It's so good. Hey, did you see the movie? Mm, I don't know the concept. Okay, what we do in the shadows mockumentary? How? Drew, 2017, 2016? Yeah, so oh, I'll check. It's uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. So the oh, uh, the, the Kiwis. Con- okay, yeah, 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 the Kiwis, and they do uh, a mockumentary that's a eh, hour and a half, two hours about vampires living in a house. So real nice. world. No, no, no exactly. So vampires that are so out of touch with reality, current reality, like they're stuck. In like the 1700s, whatever okay. year Dressing they became like the a vampire, they're stuck in. Okay. Yeah, and then they're interacting with people today, yeah, like okay. in like 2015. So it's super awkward, super weird. They do strange stuff. Everybody yeah. thinks they're strange. And in the movie, it's Taika Waititi directs it, and him and Jemaine Clement are both in it. Um, that got turned into a TV show on FX. Interesting. Yeah. And they, uh, Watiti and Clement are both, they're writing it, he directs episodes, uh, so they're behind it for sure, but it's new actors, new characters. And 2014. The movie's from movie. 2014, and in the show, the vampire's now in America, and I don't want to say where, because the first, the pilot episode, the way they say where there is, it's like a big reveal, and it's super funny. Oh my god, it makes me laugh so much. Um, but uh, they are in America, and they're supposed to like be taking over America as vampires, and that shit ain't happening. <laughs> they're so bad because they're it. not good vampires. Yeah, they're not good. And there's uh, oh the energy vampire. I know yeah. an energy vampire, man. There's an energy oh, vampire yeah. who just like tells you long stories, and and, and, like, and then the highly evolved oh, emotional vampire. Oh my god, this show <laughs> is so good. Okay, it's brilliant. The, I mean, and they, you can watch it without seeing the movie too. You can, you can they, just jump right into the show. They, they all showed up. In that, uh, oh my God. in that one episode. The cameo. All the cameos. The cameos. Dude, I every, say, everybody. You, you in, ruined it for I some did. people. You ruined it for some people. <laughs> and there are others you didn't ruin. You're, no, there were, yes. <laughs> Ross, please the cameos watch the are show. great. Oh, no, it sounds interesting. Watch it, it. You would love it. It's on FX. And uh, there are 10 episodes, half half hour, 20-something Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's a half-hour show, so it's 22 minutes and it's, without, uh, without commercials. And it's that Christopher Guest mockumentary style where a couple times they even reference, like, oh, yeah, there's a documentary crew here in the room with us. They talk to the cameraman and stuff. Oh, God, it's so good. Like, maybe you should edit that out. Yeah, maybe edit that out. <laughs> I was trying to, or like, or don't 
try not to eat the cameraman they're with us we're protecting them the uh i was trying to get my mom to watch it i was like it's super violent but i think you might like it <laughs> it's <laughs> weird it's so weird it's so weird and so fun i love it what we do in the shadows great stuff um fleabag already mentioned amazon prime bbc show totally watch it i'm reading i'm about almost halfway through david benioff's city of thieves it's uh he wrote this after 25th hour but before he did he got on the uh walking now game of thrones <clears throat> and um it's a book that takes place during world war ii it's in russia and it's about these young russian kids who get uh one's a deserter and one's a thief they get arrested and they get taken to a general and the general's like i want you I'm, i have a wedding for my daughter and we want to have a cake so we need a dozen eggs go throughout moscow or leningrad wherever the fuck they are you gotta find me some eggs so that's a whole movie them going through war torn world war ii russia looking for eggs for a cake for a wedding it's a side quest it's great <laughs> it is it's 100 percent a side quest yeah side quest. it's a world war ii side quest and it's uh 250 pages so it's a pretty quick read so far i'll be done with it by this time next week and it's good i'm really enjoying it so uh david benioff can be known for more than just fucking up game of thrones it's like, um, he, actually can, he actually can write it's good it's good stuff uh drew you watching anything lately no uh, i mean i talked about it on the bonus episode yep. but not on the regular episode, so I rewatched. Uh, I, I caught up on uh, Mr. Robot right this week. Yeah, so that was fun. Yes, Queen, that was awesome. You watched that one? I have a grudge against Christian Slater now. Show was wacky. As oh, really? Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's on that show. Man. Yeah, he is. He's like thoroughly on it. Don't don't read his Wikipedia if you enjoy him. Okay. Mm. <laughs> he's problematic. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's an awful person. He's pro- He's a problematic person. Um, it's so good. Okay. And uh, today I started watching Good Omens mm. on Amazon Prime. Okay. I like the book. Nice. I haven't seen like any of the film stuff, but the, the book was really good. The book was really good. Yeah. The, ah, it's the same. This is what, for some reason, I, uh, I haven't seen American Gods, so I'm not 100% on this. I haven't seen it either, but yeah. all of the Neil Gaiman books and comic books that I read, yeah. I fucking love. Yes. And then... I watch the film or TV adaptations, and I'm kind of on the fence about them. Yeah. And it's kind of the same thing. With Why? This. What's, what's happening? This it, it's just for some reason the way the way I see it in my head mm. is maybe a little more real and darker. And for some reason, Neil Gaiman, when he makes his shows, he makes them very bright. And very pretty, and yeah. it, they seem to more so go sh- towards <clears throat> the, the lighter side. And when I read this to bounce books, it out. I try to, for some reason, it all seems a little bit darker and more real for me. Interesting. So not dark enough for you. Yeah. Interesting. I haven't read Good Omens. Because I, it's, I've read American Gods. Love American Gods. Yeah. Haven't yeah. seen the show, though. Haven't seen the show either. American Gods was great. I mean, I really enjoyed Good Omens, but for some reason, I don't know, it seems a little light. Mm, he's such an informationally dense writer I have yeah. to imagine it's hard to translate well and it you is know, too because well, like anything well, maybe, you're going to have to cut but, but there's going to have to be so well, no, many no, but, you, but you have but to make weird show, editing though. things too yeah. because the way he writes isn't necessarily like your like screenplay style yeah. so like I mean one of my favorite parts in Good Omens is when they talk about uh God and how he works and how he doesn't he doesn't play dice with the universe he plays and this ineffable game that would be like you know the the way they describe it is uh in the book is really well done yeah and that line is just kind of thrown into the beginning of the show like like 
Like, here's the introduction. <laughs> so here's this awesome line that is very profound in the book. And it's just kind of like a throwaway line. Just, and it's my favorite line in the whole oh, fucking book, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's interesting. It's like playing poker in the dark. It's always... With it... Oh, I forget what... I, I can find the quote. I like uh, I like God analogies. My favorite one is still for... Been, been for a while, uh, Watchmen, Dr. Manhattan, uh, God as a watchmaker. You, you wind up the universe and then... You just let it go. And, and that was a good, uh, again, informationally dense, but they they did a good job with Watchmen. I really liked Watchmen. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there who don't like that movie. Okay. I fucking think it's incredible. I think people probably who didn't read the comic. Yeah. Because no, there are still some people who read the comic and, and they still didn't like that it was a direct right. one-to-one for whatever reason. Yeah. For the most there's, part. There's that guy that's mad that they didn't put the Black Pearl sequence into the fucking Which movie. Which you can, you can, you can get in the absolute yeah. cut. Uh, you can get it now. The ultimate cut, you can still get it. Or there are people that like they didn't like the, the squid thing wasn't a direct one-to-one that they don't have the island of artists you know and the ship that explodes etc okay. etc but I mean it, then you're talking about a five-hour movie yeah um, and now they're doing the show but it's a sequel it's a sequel yeah. is it? yeah, yeah how is it? I've been interested it, I don't know it has come out yet okay it comes out in fall okay there's marketing that's that probably what'll promising. make me get an HBO Go account well, really? Yeah. Yeah. Show. Inter- are you a Damon Lindelof fan? he did Lost no, um, no, because no. he's the one doing I, the show. I had you like Prometheus. I had Prometheus? lost pegged from the fucking beginning. I was like, they don't know where they're going. Yeah, this isn't going to end well. Yo, I me fucking too. knew it. They didn't know how. <laughs> they didn't know. To be fair, I read a. I read a. Um, like an oral history type thing. They did know where they wanted season one to end. So, <laughs> so they had they had season one planned Hilarious. out. And, After that, and, it was just whatever. And then it blew up, and they were like. Seat of our pants, here we go. Smoke monster, this, that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were for sure making up. Zoo animals. For, for real garbage. Reason. For real garbage. Um, Prometheus. Did you like Prometheus? Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. Okay, okay. I'm on, I'm on the Prometheus train. and uh, But that's the only thing I like Limit Lofted. Did you ever see The Leftovers? That's not an H- HBO show. I don't think so. No. Okay, so that's that's uh, the extent that I think of Linda Lofts. No. pop cultural reach. Uh, it's a sequel show. The thing that I like most about it, is that Jeremy Irons is old Oz- man Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm into that. But then there's like a gang of Rorschachs, what I'm not into. The police wear masks, so they're... I'm about to say, the police look like comedian wannabes. Interesting. Yeah. weird. Interesting. I don't know. I mean, that is always what I always wanted to see. Like, what happens after he what fucking happens, yeah. is that? What happens you know? after, the, yeah. after the diary comes yeah. out, the diary gets published and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, nothing ends. That's the line that they're running mm-hmm. with for the nice. marketing. Nothing nice. ever Very ends. Very good. So, I mean, it's for sure being made by people who know Watchmen. I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll, we'll see. see. Um, okay. Uh, Mr. Robot, good omens. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, Ross, what you want? That's two. Uh, okay, so I just recently uh, picked up on the clearance rack uh, nice. Dune for five bucks. Nice. Dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Five Wait, bucks. Totally Dune. worth five bucks. Are we oh. talking? What, yeah, Kyle McLaughlin, uh, David Lynch, right. the, the original, the OG Dune. And I sat my wife and my kids down and made them watch Dune with me. And oh. it, fucking everybody liked it. Really? It, it, it holds wow. up. It's still a good movie. My 12-year-old it's, liked it, I don't, dude. It's not a good... I don't, I don't like it. I don't think it's a good movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't it, like it. it. I'm surprised. That I mean, the, how it, old are your kids? 12, 15? Uh, 12, the 12-year-old and the 16-year-old. And uh, 16. Yeah. I was I, close. I almost got it. I mean, it's a movie. I'll give it that. It's a movie. There's <laughs> yeah, a plot. There are characters. Like, there's a story there. Yo, it's got an amazing cast. Patrick but, but I'm not sure it's good. I, Sting, come on. Sting, Sting can't act for shit. I, I don't. I may have been higher than I should have been when I had this helps, thought. Yes, but I was watching Dune, and I had the thought: if you went back in time mm-hmm. and you gave them maybe the same toy budget, Dune would be bigger than Star Wars. Yes, hundred percent. 
The yes. Ri- Could have been. Dune versus Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. With the, the fucking Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and all that. It's a better movie. Yes, it's, it's a better more, story. There's cooler stuff going on. Yeah. There's no fucking giant sandworms again. Grab, no. We're back to Graboids no. in fucking Star Wars. You know, I guess there is one in uh, at the uh, Sarlacc. In Empire, yeah, yeah, yeah. they eventually the rip, they eventually rip off Dune. <laughs> He's right there. Is, yeah, they eventually ripped that off. Is there um, a Graboid in every movie? If we look hard enough, <laughs> in all the good movies. Yeah. And the ones that matter. And only the movies that matter there are Graboids. Yeah. I mean, um, Beetlejuice. Did you ever see uh, this documentary, Joe Dorowski's Dune? No. Oh. No. Oh. Okay, Ross. Uh, it, ch- it'll change your life. You're a Dune fan. Yeah, yeah, Watch that. That'll change your idea of what a Dune movie could have okay. been. And then, so this was being in development before Lynch got it, this movie. Okay. Alejandro Jodorowsky was a midnight movie director who makes insane films. And he saw Dune. This was this would have come out before Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Your idea that this would have beat Star Wars with a toy budget, if this movie had been made, yeah. it would have the been, alternate, it would have been Star Wars. The, Interesting. The, there's an alternate universe where, yeah. where this movie is the biggest sci-fi movie ever and, to have and, come and to ever sure. come. And influenced everything after it and and the death of this production influenced everything we know about science movies. fiction. Yeah, so movies like uh, Alien. Like, like he worked with H.R. Giger. Before H.R. Giger started working in Hollywood, he was the guy who brought him in. Okay. And his writer is the guy who wrote the Alien screenplay. And when, the only reason why Alien happened was because this failed. Yes, really. <laughs> Alien happened because this failed. Many things happened because this failed. A lot of the, like, a lot of the production design that went into that was supposed to go into this movie into ended up Dune. disseminating into some of the greatest sci-fi that you've seen. Yeah. So, uh, as a Dune fan, you would be so fascinated to watch that documentary and see because they go through all the storyboards and all those ideas to see this weird. I want that Bible, Chris. Alternate version. Yeah, I want it Bible. so bad. It's this thick I cross. Will, it's, dude, it's I just, will. Thick. I will. I, I I would pay thousands of dollars to have a copy. They of it. they created like six of them. There are only two left in existence. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, it's such a good movie. I think you would love, love, love it. Yodorowsky's Dune. We highly recommend it. Oh, uh, so good, especially if you like Dune. And uh, I find it fascinating that your kids liked it. So uh, the I younger was generation, too. yeah, yeah exactly. no, they sat through it. Like, it's a very they talky film. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm inflicting on them also same uh, same clearance rack. We got season one of Alf. For twenty bucks, dude. I saw. I saw you put that on Facebook. The alien yes. from Melmac, dude. What is, likes to eat cats. What does Alf stand for? Alien, alien life form. Life form. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Season uh, one. <laughs> that's in the pilot. Yes, correct. And uh, we watched the pilot the other night, and uh, man, what a wacky show! <laughs> it yeah, so eighties riffing. Yeah. Hey, oh no, yeah. Hey, Willie. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I uh, like the laugh track was so intrusive. I like told my kids, I was like that. You know that tells you when to laugh. So my my one kid decided to do a bit. Like anytime the laugh track, I'll go, ah, he go ha 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 ha. Like, but he was a robot laughing. It was pretty cool. And then uh, and then oh, I had man. to leave. The and they watched bit. like six more episodes. Oh wow! Me. So oh, like they were they got they into, got into Alf, it, yeah. dude. Yeah. All right, that that's cool. Wisecracking alien who wants to eat the cat. Yeah, wants to eat the cat all the time. Hey Willie, Willie, you made that cat. You know how this? Remember how the show ends? How Alf ends? No, I don't. The uh, spoiler alert: if, you, if the kids keep going for it, the uh, the government comes and takes Alf. Yeah. Oh. And then they did a spinoff show where Alf was going to be like living in a government in, facility. in captivity. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, I think they did a few episodes and it bombed, and they stopped. They stopped it. Interesting. They, they tried to keep it going. Hey, we need the family. It's all about the family dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, oh, unlike the Godzilla movies, I see. Unlike the Godzilla movies, yes. If it's if they're living in a house. 
I want a family. If they're destroying the house, fuck the family. I, I want the monster. I don't need to know about them. Give me the monster. And if I have one more second, there's a TV show I owe an apology to. Uh, mm-hmm. When I, I, I maybe not like on a podcast or anything, but maybe personally to you, I talked a lot of shit about this show based on faulty information. Okay. Uh, when my wife and I, my wife and I got into the good place. And we were watching it together online, yeah. and uh, whatever service we were using kept showing us ads for Lucifer. Okay, and which is a was a Fox show now Netflix. new season now Netflix. Yeah, we're getting to that. Uh, so <laughs> we, we were watching the 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 Good Place. The commercials are on for the show, and the commercials they were playing made this show look like. Lucifer, the devil from hell, mm-hmm. came to Earth, yeah. bought a nightclub, and was like trying to take over the Earth sure. with fucking drugs and disco music. Yeah. Like okay. that's how it made it look, and it made it look like the worst, corniest, like uh, unwatchable piece of garbage. Yeah. That, just the pre- just judging by the preview, all, yeah. All the marketing I've seen for that show is garbage, hundred <laughs> percent. Well, like, I wouldn't watch it well, if you paid it's, me. It's your typical, exactly. it's your typical like network TV yeah. marketing. It all looks bad. So that's what I thought. And then I saw it got picked up by... I saw Fox Let It Go and it got picked up by Netflix and yeah. they did a season of it on Netflix. I yeah. was like, well, why would they do that with this piece of trash? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why would they pick it up and throw money at it and make more of them? So I started watching it and it's not good. Okay. It's not a good but, but it's not, show. It's not bad. But the bar was so low yes. yeah. that when I found out this show, uh, the devil does come to earth, but he's not trying to take over the earth. He... um. It's a buddy cop show. <laughs> and the devils with like this, the grizzled veteran is yeah. like a former actor in LA. Okay. And the devil is the fucking comic relief. Mm-hmm. And it's a buddy cop show where they solve murders. <laughs> and the fucking, the devil keeps making like uh, dad jokes. Like uh, somebody will say, oh, when hell freezes over. And then the devil will go. I can arrange that. Like, <laughs> of course. Constantly. Because you're like, oh, because he's the devil. That's why he has control of hell. Constant yeah. devil dad jokes. That's it's so um, it's not good, but it is amusing. It's watchable. Yeah. It's like when I watch The Flash. I, I've watched four seasons of The Flash. I'm the same way with The Arrow. Or yes, Arrow. Arrow. I'm the sorry. same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same universe. It's all garbage. It's yes. all bad. But you know what? I can put it on and watch it, and the show just flies by. And it's I, over. That I, watch, I, I was I, on my phone the whole time. I watch Arrow when I'm cooking. Yes. because I don't care. Yep. It's just something in my ears. 100%. John Diggles yelling at fucking Oliver about something for while well, I'm chopping celery. That's oh, it. 100. percent I don't watch Arrow, but I watch Flash. So then when the Arrow people show up, yes. I'm like, who, who are these? Or people? Supergirl or the fucking uh, the Legends of up. Tomorrow. Yes. What are you guys doing in Arrow? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. This Arrowverse. Now we got Batwoman is uh, popping up and all that stuff. Uh, I only watch the Flash though. So they, like, what is it? You don't. You, so you don't get it. And I still. And then, and then season five is out now. I'm like, oh man, what is going on here? Uh, it's the CW multiverse, bro. Yeah. Dude. And then I was watching. You, you want to watch John Wick? You seen anything in theaters lately? Or um, no? the last thing I saw in theaters was Endgame. Endgame, sure. Yeah. And then yeah, like everyone else. Probably the most recent thing I saw was that uh, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. That too. Yeah. Would, <laughs> yeah. You, would you recommend that? Recommend I, that? I. It's worth a watch. It was like like I think I said online. It was really slow. It it's a slow, very apparently. slowly paced that's, movie. That's what people are saying. Uh, for me, it was a whole lot of when's he getting to kill Hitler, and then he kills Hitler, and then uh, and then it was a lot of when's he gonna fight the fucking Bigfoot, and then and he fights Bigfoot. A long time later, he does <laughs> fight the Bigfoot. Okay, yes. but it's Sam Elliott though. At yeah, least. yeah, I love Sam. Elliott. He's really good at it. He's too. fantastic. He's really good. All right, well that's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, we're working on all of that. Um, Gabe, we have an email from Gabe. Mm-hmm. Is it a long email? Okay. Not really. Not really. 
All right, well, let's power through it. Here we go. Because uh, we got to wrap this show up. He's got uh, Getting Back on Pace. Getting ba- oh, on the Crespo Hundo. Yep. Crespo Hundo 2019. I'm abandoning Netflix right now and exploring Prime. Okay. Trying to get on pace for the 10 movies I was down so I can have a good June. There you go. Mid-90s review. Mid-90s. The Jonah Hill skateboarding movie. You see that one? No, I've heard of it. Though. It's yeah. good. It's a, it's a fun mm-hmm. one. It's good. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Kind of coming of age. Just a kid wanting to fit in story. There's not many problems I had with it. The mother at the end was unexpected, but I really liked the end credits montage. It was a throwback to a time. Yeah. Question for Chris. A time specifically mid-90s. Question for Chris. Oh, who, me? You. We got a question for you, Chris. Let's do it. There was a movie this reminded me of, but I can't remember the title. It was an independent small movie, but it might have been at Florida Film Fest within the past six years. I think I watched it around the time of Morris from America. I think a group of nerdy minority kids, the protagonist being a tall, black, geeky kid, and I think there was an Asian teen girl in the group, too. Is that dope? I forget if they were in a band or not, but I think they, were, about, they were also skaters. Is dope. that enough clues? It's talking about dope. You sure it's not Remo good. Williams' The Adventure Begins? You know what? It may be the Fred Ward starring Remo Williams because he did start a band in that movie. He had the leather jacket. No, the denim jacket. And he started a band with a bunch of black kids. He ran across concrete. I remember that it's part. It's Fred Ward. Yeah. Fred Ward. Fred Ward. Uh, I was with my friend uh, in L.A. once and... Uh, we were just driving around Venice Beach looking for parking, and he cut someone off. And he was like, "Oh shit! I think that was Fred Ward." Fred Ward got mad at me, and he's like, "What are you sure? I I didn't see, so I can't corroborate." But he's like, "I'm pretty sure it was. I think we just cut Fred Ward off in traffic." Um, that's dope. He's talking about the movie Dope, okay? Which uh, got turned into a Netflix good. show. Oh, did it? Yeah, there's a there's a Netflix at least one season of a show uh, based on the movie Dope. Dope is a really is good the Keith Stanfield in it? Because if not, I'm not watching it. I don't think so. I'm Damn sorry. it! I'm sorry, Jerry. Uh, Suspiria review. Suspiria, yes. Have you seen Suspiria? Mm. Oh my god. I don't know, but what is it? It's a remake of the 70s Suspiria. came out last year, now on Amazon Prime. Uh, I gotta get Amazon Prime, it sounds like. Amazon Prime is good stuff. Not a lot of exposition. Fuck no. So you have to rely on imagery and symbolism. Yes. I didn't realize it was a remake. No. Dakota Johnson is pretty good, and I could tell something was off with the Doctor character. Yeah, the Doctor. This is a good double feature with Hereditary, or maybe even The Witch. For sure. It is a long enough. It's a long movie, though. Yeah. Maybe some parts could have been edited out. Yeah, maybe. Question mark. Maybe it is uh, like two hours. It starts in twenty minutes. It's a little long for sure, uh, it, and it's a little slow. It takes its time, but man, when it gets to the end, <laughs> wow! And at the Florida Project. Ah, oh, excellent. Okay, very good. This movie seems very authentic. Yes. Badass kids that mm-hmm. are barely homeless, right on the edge. The lead mom has a phenomenal performance. Y'all should check it out just for the Orlando vibes. Yeah, yeah. The movie left me on, vibes actually. The movie left me on a, on a bummer though. So people think Orlando is. Yeah. I watched a Q and A screening, <laughs> and the ending is open for interpretation. But based on the director's intentions, the movie is effective. This is a neat little movie looking at the underbelly of people who are barely making it surviving. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a good little character film. I enjoy it. You ever, you ever seen Florida I Project? I did. I watched it actually well, on a cruise ship, so yeah. it was weird. Oh! <laughs> well, well, while you're sailing yeah. on a floating fucking five-star hotel, you're like, oh, look at these poor kids. Honestly, God, it was that cruise I took with my buddy Bart, and uh, he had a ticket in this thing called The Haven, which is like the ultra-luxury part of the Ooh, cruise wow. ship. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. it's, it's the part of the cruise ship awesome and we were, we were watching the Florida Project just like you know this girl running Slum around it. all dirty in the yes. streets yeah well that's what you know that is what rich people do they look down yes. people for it's, it's running man yeah it was a taste yeah. of the rich life I didn't like the ending <laughs> I, I will say I didn't like the ending of that one 
Uh, well, yeah. It's I mean, it's a dark character film where it's going to be like, oh, that means it's the end of the show. Just, and the we got, we're out of time. Sorry. I've got to pick up my kids. <laughs> 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 that is a weird movie to watch in the rich part of the cruise yeah. ship, 100%. But it's a good movie, though, and the ending is a bummer. Mm. Um, you know what, but that sound does actually mean we are to the end of the show, so if you guys excuse me, I'm going to turn to the camera to the audience here. Mm-hmm. I have my the live studio audience. To the live studio audience. It's time for Crespo's uh, Contemplations. Uh, what is the moral of today's episode of the last uh, 90 or so minutes? The moral is, I think for sure... Don't let others tell you where to be. Unless you tell them to be where. Drew Chicago, do you have a moral? Do I ever have a moral? You should start. I am. Chris, I'm. You could start having them. I'm pretty much an amoral person, so how would. I mean, that's how that transfers. Mm. No morals. No morals. Okay. Ross, do you have a moral for today's episode? I mean, I would just build off of what you're saying and say, if a bee is wary, where is that bee? Be wary of the wary bees. Mm. Where have the bees gone? Where have the bees gone? Where have the cowboys gone, Chris? Get that out of here. Where have they gone? I don't know. They got stung by bees. They got stung by bees. And now they're on, uh... Yeah, and now they're in hell with Lucifer solving crimes. <laughs> they were sadly allergic <laughs> I'm a badass cowboy, but man, a bee took me down. (laughs) I got me first my throat swelled up, and now I can't breathe. Um, All right, that's the end of the episode. Drew Sakagburn, thank you. Chris Crespo, you're welcome. I appreciate it, sir. Ross, thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Had a lot of fun. That was Mm -hmm. great. Everyone listen to Tots with Ross. And uh, join the Facebook group and then share all your Tots thoughts, apparently. Correct. Are you encouraging that? Sure, why not? Yeah. Sure, why not? He says. He wants, he wants he's Tots not talk. saying no. No, yeah, this is one of the things. Because uh, it's just a bit that, you know, the the acronym of the show is Tots with Ross. Uh, yes. But I do ask all my guests who has the best Tots in Orlando. And uh, it's a surprising diversity of Tots in this town. Who do you think has the best Tots? Man, I like Johnny's. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I I'm a big the, fan of Johnny's Tots. Johnny's, but yeah. um, the majority right now so far is Beefy King. By far the most people that respond respond with Beefy King are they tallow tots I don't Ooh. know that's gonna become the next eventually this will become a big weird uh, board with red tape and, yeah, uh, yeah. and <laughs> yarn on my wall yeah, yeah, and yeah. I will figure out like who has like actual beef tallow there and you who's yeah, using yeah. you know that's peanut oil yes. or whatever and, I, will, I will say they're not tots but we're talking potato products sure. the tallow chips at Orlando Meats. Ooh, love off the chip, fucking chip. Yeah. I love a chip. Yeah, their tallow chips are crazy good. I hear good things about that Orlando Meats. Dude, it's really good. They got. I had the burger. The medium rare burger is amazing. I had the fried chicken sandwich is amazing. Mm. I want to get the spicy katsu sandwich with Tony Danza. Mm. God, the thing looks good. Mm. I had the shake hands with beef a couple weeks ago. You had shake hands with beef? Mm-hmm. Was that good? Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Orlando Meats. Also, Recess Pizza. Have you had that downtown? No. Oh my God, it's good. I want to get some pizza. I'm so hungry. Yeah. It's all mine. <laughs> Let's go get some food. Let's go. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone. We appreciate it. Thank you, thank you Ross. Yes. You the man. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Actually, no. Fuck you guys. This is the free show. Thank you to our patrons. <laughs> I've been meaning to do that. This is a free show. Thank you, patrons. Is this the troll talking? This is the troll. Oh, my God. No, it's not. No, this, <laughs> is, this is Chris talking. This is Chris talking. Chris is saying. Chris taking a stand. I'm taking a stand. You are welcome for the free episode. Thank you for the Patreons for the, free, uh, the pay stuff. Right? Correct. All right. We are out of here. Peace out.
PFT Media Production.